Camp Margaritaville RV Resort, where you can just breathe in and breathe out. <sighs> or move. There's biking, boating, arcade games, hiking, nearby golfing. Or fly through the new Fins Up Water Park. Thrills, chills, twists, and turns. This could be you. Camp Margaritaville at Lanier Islands. An easy one-hour drive from Atlanta. Book your stay today at Camp CampMargaritavilleLanierIslands.com. Ah, uh, now we're talking. How you doing? Look out, it's a beautiful day in the neighborhood, and it's only me, it's only the Kimmer. 303 on 106.3 with Pete Davis, sidekick producer and sports raconteur extraordinaire. And the mechanical mangler at the controls, it's Flounder. And it's Letter Rip Friday, anything goes. 404-741-1230 is the number. Ah, we got a whole load of men. I saw that news conference last night. I almost wasn't going to watch, figuring it was going to be stupid. I didn't know it was a news conference. I, I thought it was just a comment, and then all of a sudden he takes questions. What an idiot. All he could say was, Saturday! <laughs> Look out. I mean, what a what a nimrod! And I, I mean, <laughs> we're going to talk about this all day. By the way, that stupid idiot. Uh, this, I mean, oh my God! And his, uh, his slimy wife too. I mean, I'm just going to unload on these people. Uh, first of all, let's go, let's uh, say hello to our team here, uh, Pete Davis in the mountains of Macon. Uh, what's up today uh, with you, sir? What's going on? Well, I just helped my neighbor bury a rolled up carpet. Now, why would you? Uh, what was in the rolled up carpet? I'm a curious leader. Well, <laughs> she said her husband would have done it, but he's out of town. He's not. You guys are there anymore. Yeah. So, <laughs> thank you so much. Oh, hey, hi, and a uh, big uh, weekend plan. Well, of course, Super Bowl Sunday. Yeah. Uh, and uh, any uh, weekend plans or anything? Do you go, do you go to Super Bowl parties, or do you have them, or do you ever go to them, or is that common, or what? I- I used to, but I kind of like watching it by myself because you yeah. can eat what you want. You can pause it when you want. There's nobody talking over the game or over the commercials. Yeah. I mean, basically, you can sit there in your underwear and scratch. I mean, yeah. I don't mind alone. I don't mind going to parties. Yeah, and if you have enough cash, you can get yourself a weekend girl. Have your little, just a little one-on-one, you know, kind of a deal. Uh, and uh, now, Fonda, what about you? Are, are you doing a weekend Super Bowl stuff? And Miss Veronica, how's she feeling? And uh, and how are you feeling? And uh, what's getting the deal? back to normal, so she'll probably make some uh, some some delicious food. We may go to my dad's or we may go to her brother's and hang out. So it's still up in the air. But yeah. similar to Pete, I'd rather just sit at home and watch it yeah. there because you can relax. You don't have to worry about people annoying you. Yeah. But but I'm assuming she's more of a let's get together with people kind of a... Uh, uh, depends, yeah. But yeah. she's also, she could also kick back and just... Well, now also well. she may be wanting to just relax and re- now... Uh, I, well, I'm kind of scur- I'm, I'm surprised you haven't made actual plans for Sunday or are you still mm-hmm. not really feeling that well? Or oh, well, I mean, I'm pretty much back to normal. But again, I... I'm not really big on Super Bowl parties yeah. because everyone's talking. You can't right. concentrate on the game, and then There's more chicks. people are focused on the yeah. commercials. There's girls there, you know. I uh, well, how come? <laughs> what, what did he mean by going? You know, what is that? What, what's you know? <laughs> Sorry, I'm just teasing. <laughs> yeah, I'm teasing a lot right here. Oh, 306. No, no, I, I, I joke. I tease. Um, anyway, well, uh, folks, here we are. It's Friday. Let her rip. Anything goes, and as as always, and uh, we have a million things. We'll t- talk a lot about. Uh, President's stupid face 
And when, honest to God, I'll make a couple quick points. And we're going to talk about so many other things as well, too, including the call for him to just, you know, be taken out of there. Also, they're comparing Hunter with Peter Navarro, what the, what the latest is on him, and more political stuff. Also, the state of Hawaii apparently believes that they're way too special because of the spirit of the former empress, apparently, or someone like that, some princess of the volcano world. Uh, so they don't have to do what our Constitution says. Mm. Really? Hawaii's huh. uh, a separate huh. and special, are they? Hey. Maybe they can have a battalion of Marines land there on uh, Waikiki yeah. and teach them a lesson about the Constitution. You know, we could do a little kind of kind of show and tell. You know, have like the uh, you know the first recon Marine Expeditionary Force. You know, show show up at Oahu. <laughs> you met the landing craft are coming in. <laughs> oh, the, the, oh these really? Are the same, these are the same idiots that wouldn't turn the water on to fight the fires yeah. because they worship water. They were they were they were going to offend the water gods if they turned down all that water to fight that horrible fire that killed all those people. They haven't still haven't found the bodies. They're gone forever. Anyway. So we got that going for us, uh, and the Putin thing. I don't. You know, I have. I'm uh, as a far. I'm no longer a news guy. As a former news guy, I still would think that I'd have any interest at all in the Putin interview with Tucker Carlson. And I swear to God, I don't. I, I don't care. I, I mean, I read about it. I've got the story on it. And we'll talk about it. But I, it's, it's all nonsense. Although you will hear from Hillary Rodham, Peace Stinky Fart Cabbage, and her reaction and reaction to her, which is kind of funny. Uh, yes, sir. Also, real quick, we have Patricia on the line who has a limerick for you whenever you're ready. Oh, my God. Well, we'll hold everything for our callers. It's Letter Rip Friday. I'll always go to our callers. First, 741-1230. Uh, Patricia, I say, Patricia, hi, Patricia, you're on the radio. Happy Friday. How you doing? Just fine, Kim, or better now that I'm talking with you. You're so sweet, you little devil. What you got for us here today, sweetie? <laughs> Here in Atlanta, there's a radio station that has quickly become number one in the nation. What is it that made the station a winner? It's the afternoon we spend with Kimmer. <laughs> if you want to know how this comes to be, keep your radio tuned to 106.3. Wow, I feel, well, that's very, very touching, Patrice. That's fantastic. What a sweet thing! <laughs> what a sweet thing for you to do. <laughs> well, if you're if you're looking for limericks, I figured I would throw mine in the pool. Well, you're definitely at the top of the list right now, Patricia. We'll keep you posted, sweetie, because God knows where this is going. Thank you. Have a great weekend and, and uh, happy Valentine's Day in advance. And if you watch, are you watching the Super Bowl? Is that a, a thing you do with friends or family or whatever? Friends. Yeah, and do you have do you have to bring something to the house, a, a baked a casserole or a dip of some kind or something? I usually bring a really good bottle of wine from the wine cellar. Well, that'll do it. All right, sweetie, thank you. Have a great weekend, and good luck to you. Thanks, Kimmer. Thanks, doll. Three oh nine with the Kimmer, Pete, and Flounder on one zero six three four zero four seven four one twelve thirty. Well, I forgot what I was. Uh, doing here oh, oh uh, so the, uh, the 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 girl at the view remember by the for the record remember when that when those hags i mean on, f hags at the view the tv show the view uh when they were complaining about nikki haley that she wasn't using her real name because she's of uh, of a of a culture where her real name i've forgotten is like uh or something you know and it, 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 people wouldn't be able to know how to pronounce it so she calls herself nikki well fine well they, uh, guess what the girls on the view whoopee yup 
Real Whoopi. <laughs> so she's got a fake name. And Sunny, S-U-N-N-Y, Sunny, as in bright and happy and wonderful. Another fake name. After they complained about Nikki Haley fake name, they all got fake names. And Joy, boy, for girls with Sunny and Joy and Whoopi, they're the most miserable women on the planet with those names. Anyway, uh, she's a slaveholder. Well, her family is, therefore, she should be doxxed and be, and be fired. Isn't that true? I mean, hold on a minute. Her family owns slaves. Therefore, she should never be allowed to be on TV. Well, we'll get, uh, obviously, that's not true. Mutant wolves. They could be spitting fire. Uh, and uh, things you don't want to see in an airplane, like a guy shooting blood out of his nose. That, that's not that good. Uh, uh, 3 to 11, 3 11, 3 11. Um, And we got a billion other things to do with the Kimber Pete and Flounder. Pete's tweets. Holy crap, it's sports. Flounder's funnies. Uh, and by the way... Uh, just in case you're curious, we're going to talk a lot about about old Joe. And last night when he showed up at that, I thought it was just going to be a comment, a, a comment or two. And when he started, Ansi said, I'll take a few questions. I thought, oh, my God, two things. I, I, I was going to go one of two ways. Either his staff deliberately said, you better take a couple of questions because they're going to rip you for you going back to the basement routine, which you did for the entire election scheme. Uh, so you better, and, and, but I'm surprised they didn't have the list of them like they always do, who to call on and what, you know, how to kind of set it up. And I thought, man, that's unusual because he's taken a chance there. That was uh, uh, very unusual for me. But then when he, I, he almost pulled it off, he almost pulled it off because he was, a, he was a fe- he was a, aggressive and on the offense and said, oh, you know, you're saying, how dare you talk about I didn't know my job, and uh, you just made that up. That's your thing, and uh, you meet people. And then, and then he said, well, I, you know, I got to go. And I thought, well, he almost kind of got away with it. He didn't really answer the questions and stuff. And then when he turned back around to answer one, I thought, oh, my God. <laughs> okay, one of two things was going on in, in every room in the White House. Uh, the staff was either saying, no, no, keep going, please. He's moving. Don't keep him, moving. Somebody get him. <laughs> somebody aim him off to the side. I mean. You know they were going. They were either going. Oh my God! Please no! What an idiot! Or they were saying, "Aha! This will fix it. He's going to do something stupid, and now this will give us a chance to get him off the ticket." I see. I always thought they were going to throw him down the stairs, or he's going to fall in the shower. Somehow they're going to get him off the head of the ticket. This may have been what. This may have done it last night, and the staff may have been a setup to have it happen so they wouldn't be stuck with losing the election for sure. Uh, this fall. Anyway, so I thought that was, I mean, one of the two things. Hey, but we have a lot to talk about that. Okay, 313. And very quickly, by the way, uh, just to show you how much uh, Dr. Jill, and by the way, I, I blame her for everything about this, incidentally. Uh, when she took, the last time she took him to the doctor, she went with him to the medical center, the Naval Medical Center. And, and of course, old Joe's sitting there, and the doctor says, well, I'm going to need to check your blood sample. He says, huh? And he says, I'm going to need to check your urine sample. And he goes, huh? And uh, a doctor says, I also need to check your, let's see, I'll, I need to check your blood, urine, and stool. And he says, huh? And Jill says, uh, he needs a pair of your underpants. So, again, once again, she's enabling the man to try to, to, try to get through the day. Thank you. Thank you. No, no, thank you. <laughs> Shut up. 313. <laughs> we'll see that one accomplish everything. Anyway, uh, 313. It's Friday. Give me a break. Yeah, I, I work a long time. Yeah. 313. Kimber Pete and Flounder. Uh, 1063. It's freaking Friday, man. <laughs> Look out.
John is in the basement mixing up the medicine. I'm on the pavement <laughs> thinking about the government. The man in a trench coat, bad job laid off. Says he's got a bad call, wants to get it paid off. Look out, kid, did something you did. God knows when, but you're doing it again. You better duck down the alleyway looking for a new friend. The man in the coonskin cap in a pig pen wants $11 bills. You only got 10. <laughs> I don't know where to break in here. Bob Dylan, uh, this day in 2015, turned the tables on his critics during a 30-minute speech at the Music Cares charity gala, or gala, honoring his... Do you say gala or gala? I always said gala, but the people say it's gala, I think. Gala. Well, I don't like gala, so I may say gala from here on. Anyway, it honored his career. The 73-year-old back in 2015, who rarely talks about his work, Bob Dylan, uh, why critics complained he can't sing, and, well, okay, uh, the 73-year-old at the time, who rarely talks about his work, asked why critics complain he can't sing and sounds like a frog, but do not say that about Tom Waits. <laughs> Dylan added, critics say my voice is shot, that I have no voice. Why don't they say those things about Leonard Cohen? Why do I get special treatment? Who's Leonard Cohen? Yeah, true. Who's he was a singer. I don't. He had one song, "Hallelujah," that everybody just creams yeah. over, and I just don't get it. I don't oh. get Leonard Cohen. Sorry, yeah. uh, Flounder. You know who Leonard Cohen is? I, I've never heard of the guy. Yeah, he's think. the one who wrote. I, I, I don't know if Pete already said this, but he wrote "Hallelujah." Yeah. Hallelujah. It's not that great of a song. Oh, wow. Okay, okay. Well, anyway. Jeff Buckley made it a, a great song, not Leonard Cohen. I'm sorry, who did? Jeff Buckley. Je oh, well, there you are. Uh, Jeff, how's Jeff doing? Jeff, uh, Jeff doing good? He's Jeff Drown. <laughs> the Buckster. <laughs> Jeff Drown, did he? <laughs> Son of a bitch. Uh, uh, nobody told me. I just, Died uh, tragically. Well, <laughs> hotel fire. <laughs> Horrible. <laughs> Left wife and kids behind. <laughs> Jesus. 321. This is the way it's going to be right up till six, by the way, because I'm in a mood. <laughs> oh, God. Birthday of what? <laughs> when you're ready, you got a couple phone calls. Excellent. We'll go right to him. Hold on. Quick birthday. Michael B. Jordan, 37. The Creed star played the villain in Black Panther and now has women everywhere fantasizing about their Alexa. I don't know what that means. What's the Alexa in Michael B. Jordan? Must be a thing from a movie because this guy says their women are fantasizing about their their Alexa. Don't know what that is. Uh, and we'll get to more. So let's get to the phones. Who we have up there, Flounder? Who's number one? Uh, we're gonna go with Travis. Travis, you're on the radio. Happy Friday. What's going on? Happy Friday, brother. Yeah, I just want to let you know they're gonna keep Biden propped up in there for the last eight months in, and they're gonna pull him out for incognitive reasons and probably slide Camilla side face in there. Okay, I got about four of those. I, I didn't get any of that at all. I just he uh, thinks Biden's going to be out within eight months, and they're going to put Kamala in there. Oh, well, there that yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, they're going to do. Does anybody today think that that this ticket is going to remain this fall of Biden and Carmella? No, not after yesterday. Yeah, I mean, I, I, last night, honestly, I I almost didn't watch. <laughs> anyway, thanks, man. Uh, we have another caller, Flounder. I can't. My yes, we do. Not, we so. have uh, Stan. He wants to comment on the Supreme Court hearing. Stan, the man. Uh, yes, sir. Welcome aboard. Well, happy Friday. What do you think? Hey, Kimmer. I called you yesterday, and I made that statement about the radicalized Republicans. Yeah. Comment. Yeah. I found out. I found out last night. Apparently, in the 1860s, during the Civil War and after the Civil War. 
There were a group of Republican congressmen that were called the radicalized Republicans that were trying to end slavery, bring around civil rights, and they actually came up with the 14th Amendment. So I gather that's what they were referring to. Yeah, yeah. Um, and there's one section so of it, the I, Section I just, 3, the Article 3 part of it is what they were referring to that's supposed to keep the Confederates from uh, holding office. Yeah, yeah, because of insurrection. I've got one other comment. Yeah. I watched Biden last night, and I was furious. Yeah. I was so offended by his statements. And I'll tell you what, I was was in the Air Force, and I was our unit security officer in charge of classified information. And if I did what he had done— and what Hillary had done with her emails, mm-hmm. they would have put me in Fort Leavenworth forever. Yeah. And I'm just d- disgusted. Uh, you know, I, this I, individual I, and all of them. I, I was I, I feel exactly the same way. I was so, I, I mean, this is this is the worst scandal, political scandal in history. And there are so many things that I'm, I'm complaining. The media. Finally, did you see finally the media acted like they used to when when Jim Acosta was attacked in Donald Trump every day? for four years. Yep. The media yep. finally is saying, well, now, wait a minute, and they're sort of attacking him, and I'm thinking to myself, where the hell you been for four years with the screaming, attacking Absolutely. the president? I mean, it's like, my, my God, I'm old enough to remember this was blood in the water, and the media back in the day would have yep. ripped him to shreds. I mean, they, well, he wouldn't have gotten away with this kind of crap. And finally, they're start, it looks like they're starting to react to not, and by the way, it's not that they're turning on him, it's finally they're waking up and they realize they got caught. And one of my biggest complaints right now is that the media, every stinking one of these people, owes us, the American people, an apology for putting him in office in the first place. It's Dr. Jill's fault for not stopping it at the beginning, and it's the media's fault for letting this happen, allowing it to happen, condoning it to happen, and now taking responsibility. They better start taking responsibility for this. It's their fault. They did it. Shame on the media. I hope to God they finally have some meetings with their production crew in the morning saying, Holy crap, did we screw up. I'm waiting for them to come out with Bingo. opinion pieces on every freaking main, mainstream media channel and outlet and, and and a journalist to review in every newspaper and magazine to say, boy, did we screw up. So sorry, America. We brought this upon ourselves, and it's our fault. <laughs> and it is. It's the media's fault for allowing this to happen, to, 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 uh, to run for office from his basement, cover up his, his duplicity and his incompetence, and I'm telling you, I got so freaking mad when I saw them finally acting like media people. It's about time. All right, I'll shut up now. Sorry. Yeah, well, don't don't hold your breath. <laughs> I know, but isn't I mean, I, I, honestly, this is no, this is no, this is this is no longer funny. This is not a joke. It's no, not, you know, and it's not, it's not. Oh God, what a shame! This poor old man. Bull crap. That, 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 he should be in prison. Yeah. Oh, God. Hey, Bingo. thanks, man. I, 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 I appreciate it. Hey, yeah. d- don't hold your breath. The media is going to change. I know. Here's what M- MSNBC did yesterday on their page. While yeah. Daily Mail, Fox, everybody was talking about not only was Biden not being charged, but why he wasn't being charged because right. of the feeble-mindedness and stuff like that. Yeah. Here was the headline on MSNBC.com. Uh, Biden uh, will not be uh, prosecuted in the disclosed classified docs. He will 
not be charged. Right. No That's mention it. on why and the feeble-mindedness. And as for the Trump stuff at the Supreme Court, yep. which was going pro-Trump, yep. here's what their headline was. Supreme Court justices appear afraid of their own power. <laughs> it's unbelievable. I mean, and today, uh, Carmela's side piece, the shiftless and lazy vice president, is attacking the special counsel. They're turning on their own Department of Justice. And by the way, uh, they had a guy come out and, and for about an hour and a half this afternoon and not the podium princess answering all the questions and uh, de- uh, declining to uh, say whether the attorney general might get fired. They declined to say whether anybody's on the staff has been fired for allowing this to happen because, you know, when he went back, when he answered questions, oh, my God. Uh, and so, and now, I mean, it's just, there's so much stuff going on nope. here. It's The upheaval is unbelievable. And they're still they're trying to get away with it. I can't believe they're still trying to get away with it to protect him and hide him. Well, the two things, they went after Trump's ghost rider, yeah. uh, but they won't go after. But now Biden, I understand, OK, he's feeble minded. No jury's going to convict him. But the ghost rider isn't. So why aren't they going after his ghost rider like they did Trump's ghost rider? And Kamala is, ha- has the balls today yeah. to say this is uh, politically motivated. Yeah. The DOJ is a bunch of Democrats. What yeah. are they talking yeah. about? It's his own, its own Department well, of Justice. Yeah. They're starting to eat their own. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah, hopefully. In fact, we'll talk about the, uh, the ghost riders, a uh, guy named. Uh, Mark Zwankzer. And uh, and also, by nice the way, Irish kid. Uh, uh, yeah. And by the way, last night Jesse Waters went out of his way to show the uh, the, di- the difference in the video, the photos of the two sources of the mishandled federal secret documents. Donald Trump's was all in boxes and crates and under lock and key in a special room with guards around it. Hit Donald Trump was charged because he didn't want to obey their rules about when to turn over stuff, and it was a process crime. It wasn't that he mishandled it. It was all there, but they didn't like the way he was going about not cooperating with them when they wanted certain stuff and so forth. Biden had these loose papers in a cardboard box that was falling apart so badly that the the Secret Service agents had to pick it up and put it into other boxes because it was falling apart and it was just laying loose on the floor. And they also found that he was sharing this information with his ghostwriter, who, by the way, he just mentioned the ghostwriter. The ghostwriter also was doing audio tapes of his conversations talking about secret stuff and then when he found out there was going to be a problem, he erased it. I mean, and he wasn't charged. The ghostwriter for Biden erased the evidence no. of his duplicity. Oh, we can't charge him. Not enough evidence. Oh, my God. I mean, this is this is your country. And we haven't even started. You're going to hear the sound bites next. I mean, we got so much. <laughs> this is unbelievable. Honestly, this is a disgrace. It's a shame. It's a scandal. And I'm freaking furious. And we're going to get Dr. Jill on the carpet here next with a Kimmer, Pete, and Flounder at 3.30. Happy freaking Friday, by the way. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> ah, look out. Here we go. A love song here from White Stripes. I, yeah, I don't even know what that was. I, I have no idea what that What was that? <laughs> it's a Neil Diamond cover. Oh, my God. And what song of Neil Diamond? Fell in love with a girl. Oh, my. Well, that's it written down here. Uh, the White Stripes this day, 2010, were taken on the Air Force, complaining that the Air Force used... 
A year before she used one of the group's songs, fell in love with a girl in a TV ad without their permission. And so the White Stripes released a statement saying they took strong insult and objection. This is 2010. With the implication that we licensed one of our songs to encourage recruitment during a war that we do not support. Well, it's good to know where you stand, uh, gentlemen. Uh, 3.36 with a kibber, Pete and the Flounder. Our birthday list in, uh, today includes, you may, not, you may know the name, uh, you may know the role, Rose Leslie, 37. Rose Leslie is that Scottish lass who played Maya Rindell on The Good Fight. You know her as Ygritte Jon Snow's wilding lover on Game of Thrones. Kit Harrington actually married her in real life. And if you don't know who she is, uh, you know nothing Jon Snow. I go, oh, sorry. Anyway. Uh, that, uh, let's see, our, our day in history today, we'll do like an election thing. How about that? On this day, kind of, uh, seems ironic, 1825, the House of Representatives decided the outcome of the presidential election. It turns out John Quincy Adams and Andrew Jackson both fell short on electoral votes. So the House of Representatives decided it would be John Quincy Adams. Well, a suspicious cabinet appointment led to accusations of corruption. It's kind of a, you do this for me, I'll do this for you. So John Quincy Adams was a one-term president, and Jackson easily defeated him uh, the next time around. I kind of think maybe something happened like that this time here in America. I don't know about last night's presentation. Wow. Okay, get right to it. 3 3 got to hear sound bites here. 338, Kim Pete and Flounder. Here's the number. 404 741 Our 3 o'clock hour brought to you by our good friends at First Liberty Building and Loan. If you need financing to grow your business, visit firstlibertyga.com. Our good buddies and longtime sponsors. We are grateful for that. 338. Okay, Kimmer, Pete, and Flounder. Now, let's go. We'll play some sound bites. If you, again, I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. I almost wasn't going to watch uh, because I was working on the show for today. When I do, when I after dinner at night, I work on the show for the next day, and I'm sitting there and I say, "Oh well, I'll have it on in the background." And all of a sudden, I realized him when he he started saying uh, he was doing mumbly bumbly like nothing. And then he said, "I'll take a few questions." I said, "Oh my God, he's taking questions after that report came out. He must know that he's asking for it. They're going to talk about his mental capacity and his memory, and couldn't remember whether what the years he was vice president. Reports said he couldn't remember when his son died. I mean, all this." stuff and I said oh my god he's taking questions and then I thought my immediate reaction was well they're still going to probably softball him uh, and then son of a gun they did not uh, I mean I couldn't believe it and then when he oh my god and then when he came back when he was leaving, and then when he came back, I thought, this his staff has got to be screaming, no, don't stop, keep going away. Well, let's start. Last night, at the podium, last night, the President of the United States, and I think Peter Ducey was one of the first questioners there, as we uh, repeat what happened last night for you, in case you missed it. Something the special counsel said in his report is that one of the reasons you were not charged is because... In his description, you are a well-meaning elderly man with a poor memory. I'm well-meaning, and I'm an elderly man, and I know what the hell I'm doing. I've been president, and I put this country back on its feet. I don't need his recommendation. It's How totally bad out. is your memory, and can you continue as president? My memory is so bad, I let you speak. That's you, uh, that's you that's. Know that's your memory has gotten worse, Mr. No, president. No, my memory is not good. My memory is fine. <laughs> My memory, take a look at what I've done since I've become president. None of you thought I could pass any of the things I got passed. How'd that happen? 
You know, I guess I just forgot what was going on. <laughs> <laughs> it's a president. It's a president. <laughs> I mean, you know, I actually kind of gave him credit there because it was a word salad non-answer. What's his memory got to do with what he thinks he got passed? I mean, you know, anyway, we'll prove whether the method worked or not. Let's do cut number two, Flounder. We'll go right down the line here in case you missed that news conference. Honestly, it was the, between yesterday, between me being able to listen to the Supreme Court of the United States and the justices arguing one of the most important cases in political history for America ever and then and then watching this horrible presentation of a the, the final destruction the last pieces of a crumbling bumbling idiot who was elected by the media as president of the United States unbelievable here's their second cut to show you in case you missed it last night you would respond with the words, watch me. Well, many American people have been watching, and they have expressed concerns about your age. That is they, your judgment. They, that is your judgment. That is not the judgment concerns. of the press. They express concerns <laughs> about your mental acuity. They say that you are too old. Mr. President, in December, you told me that you believe there are many other Democrats who could defeat Donald Trump. So why does it have to be you now? Why, what is your answer to that Because I'm the most qualified person in this country to be President of the United States and finish the job I started. I'm the most qualified person in this country to be president, to finish the job I started. Dear God, please, Lord, we beseech thee to not allow the president to finish what he's been doing to us, says what he calls the job he started. Amen. God bless America. Holy crap. He wants to finish more of this? Please. And then I, this really got me. The, again, I think, well, he's doing word salads and he's just he's just talking, which I thought, you know, he's, he's probably going to get away with it. And then uh, let's do the third cut flounder when I thought he kind of uh, he was going to lose it. And, and then I got I, I really got kind of offended by this, too. The conduct of the response in Gaza, in the Gaza Strip has been um, over the top. I think that, uh, as you know, initially the president of Mexico, Sisi, did not want to open up the gate to allow humanitarian material to get in. I talked to him. I convinced him to open the gate. I talked to Bibi to open the gate on the Israeli side. Yeah. Unfortunately, uh, Egyptian President uh, Abdel Fattah al-Sisi is not the president of Mexico. So in a course of a few days, we've had him talking to a dead uh, chancellor of Germany. We've had him confuse the dead <laughs> president of France. Uh, and now we've had him confuse the president of Mexico, who suddenly was doing, uh, giving supplies to the Gaza Strip. Uh, with somebody else's name, which was that name of the president of Egypt. Uh, we'll get more about reaction to that. But 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 here's even, even more offensive last night when he tried to turn the tables. And show, uh, again, every time he has the opportunity, when he gets caught about something, he tries to just start yelling. He, start, he starts yelling at people, yelling at the press, yelling at his opponents. When he first did that very first uh, 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 competition with the debate with Donald Trump many years ago, he started yelling the first time. Well, here's when somebody asked him a question about his memory, and here comes the yelling. Well, there's some attention paid to some language in the report about my recollection of events. There's even reference that I don't remember when my son died. How in the hell dare he raise that? Frankly, when I was asked the question, I thought to myself, 
wasn't any of their damn business. Let me tell you something. Some of you have commented, I wear since the day he died, every single day, the rosary he got from Our Lady of... Our Lady of something, eh? Every Memorial Day, we hold a service remembering him, attending by friends and family and the people who loved him. You know, go to hell. I, I, I kiss my ass. How about that? You dirty, stinking fraud. <laughs> you know, you, you, use your dead son. Remember, you're the one who said he died in Iraq as a war hero, apparently. Or, oh, gee, uh, actually, the truth was he died much later in a hospital surrounded by family. Not that it's still, you know, it's still bad. It's horrible. You lost a son. A father sh- and mother should not have to lose a son. Or daughter, I child, obviously. But that's, you know, gee, that's too bad. He, he, he wasn't dying screaming, bleeding to death like the people that you had bombed with our Afghan withdrawal, you freaking coward pimp bastard. And just like the three Georgia soldiers blown up in a drone strike, they were kind of, you know, they were a little more, a, a little less off than seeing their family surrounding on their bedside as they took their last words with love and prayers for going to heaven right away instead of getting their guts blown up by a drone strike. You dirty, rotten scumbag, President puke face. This is outrageous. Use your dead son to try to make people feel sorry for you. God almighty. I mean, it's just appalling, you lousy scumbag. And the media is responsible for all of it. And so is Dr. Jill, and I'm coming after her next. 346 with a Kimmer, Pete, and Flounder. Rat wife. Three fifty-one. It's only me. It's only the Kimmer, Pete and Flounder, and Robert Plant, Led Zeppelin singer Robert Plant, on this day in two oh nine, took home five prizes for his collaboration with bluegrass singer Allison Krauss. This is the band that Neil Bortz was talking about yesterday that he likes. Oh, cool. That's right. Nice song, got a nice beat. Robert Plant with Allison Krauss. It was at the Grammy Awards in LA in 2009. The duo won Album of the Year for Raising Sand and Record of the Year for Please Read the Letter. Coldplay won Song of the Year for Viva La Vida. Uh, and Adele, uh, wait a minute now, Adele Duffy, Radiohead, and Peter Gabriel were among other acts to be honored. Anyway, uh, 2009. Well, there you go. Well, that's kind of a different song. I, I didn't yeah. know the thing. What's that? This is the album that Joe Walsh was buying when I met him. He bought the Allison Krauss Robert Plant uh, really? CD. Seriously? Yeah. When you were working at yeah. the Blockbusters or whatever it was? The Borders. Borders, yeah. Ago, yeah. I'll be damned. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Uh, was that was it, was that Lenox Square? Or not Lenox Square. Uh, Buckhead uh, Fifth somewhere. Fifth Plaza across Fifth the street. Plaza. Yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, three fifty. You got fired because you just got, kept showing up late or something, as I recall. You had a little no, time I, clock I, issue. I, I, <laughs> I, no, I didn't get fired. I just didn't show up. Uh, well, the same. Yeah, okay. Well, that's better. <laughs> you ever been fired? No. I just stopped going. I stopped I, they going. Pro- they, probably fired, they probably took me off the books, but... 
And then nobody ever fired me. <laughs> it's not the same thing. I never lied on my resume. No, I've never been fired. <laughs> Have you ever disappeared? Well, you didn't ask me that before. Uh, 350. <laughs> uh, birthdays, Travis Tritt, 61 today. Country superstar who has the best of intentions. I assume that's a song of his. It's in quotes. Uh, and our history list today includes... On this day in 1997, The Simpsons, way back in 97, became the longest-running primetime animated series, beating the record held by The Flintstones. Simpsons back in 97. Holy cow. Uh, lots of coming up here. Uh, more on politics and that dirty, stinking rat wife, Jill, Dr. Phony, my foot, 354. First to the phones, uh, did you say fish stick? I believe fish stick is a happy Friday. Let it rip, fish stick. What's going on, my friend? Hey, Kimmer, how are you? I'm doing great, man. How are you doing? What's up? Well, I'm doing great, but last week was a rough one. The rough uh, week just, for you? Yeah. Yeah. I'm just thinking about your old uh, radio shows. <laughs> yeah, <things>. yeah. <laughs> um, well, let's see. I'm the permanent road guard. I don't know if you remember, but thanks for letting us out. Oh, my God. Um, my road guard's out. <laughs> I can never let him back in, by the way, but that's okay. <laughs> that's all right. I'd rather stay out there. Let me tell you. Um, oh, man. The other thing, I gave military 10 years. I gave post office 31 years. At the end of my career with the Postal Service, I was doing building maintenance, and I had to move a lot of equipment. Uh-huh. And when we attached that equipment to the floor... We were anchoring that equipment to the floor as opposed to bolting it. Um, <laughs> That's I'm, right. I'm trying, I'm, I'm trying to help you with your numbers. <laughs> That's right. You know, it's like a, a hat in the Marines is not a hat. It's a cover. And when you're, cover, you, you go to the head, there. you don't go to the bathroom. You go to make a head call. Yeah, you're <laughs> <laughs> oh, so funny. You can. You can screw stuff to the wall, but you anchor it to the floor. Yes, okay? you do. Yes, you do. And make way when the officers are coming by the squad way, a squad bay, too. Make a hole and make it wide. I love it. All right. Oorah. Semper fish stick. You have a great... Are you, are you betting on the Super Bowl? you have any interest in the Super Whoops, Bowl? Whoops. I'm sorry. You said bye. And oh, I had, uh, I'm my, sorry. My, sorry about my, that, my fish sticks. Oh. Well, if, 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 well if you're calling and we're talking today, uh, if you, just out of curiosity, do you care about the Super Bowl? Are you going to watch it? Do you, do you go to a party? Do you make stuff and bring things? Is it fun to have wives there? I mean, just, you know, whatever Super Bowl Will you stuff. make anything? Um, you know, I... Uh, you know you can do nachos in the air fryer. Uh, do, the, do they come out crispy or do they, how do they no, come they'll, out? Yeah, they'll come out crispy. Because uh, if you go to the soft. store, you can, buy, you can buy those plastic things to, so it doesn't get all messy. And you put it all yeah. in there and it cooks itself for you. Well, I may, ju- I may just try that. I actually don't. I, I do. When you get home tonight or this weekend, just Google, you know... Yeah. Super Bowl food in the air fryer. It'll give you a bunch of different stuff to do. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'll probably have snacky. I may do some popcorn and I I may do that. uh, I may do it because I used to love nacho stuff. Uh, and with a lot of cheese and uh, yeah, and cool, uh, excellent. Well, maybe a little bacon bits or something. Uh, Three fifty-six. Give repeat and flounder. Okay, here we go. <laughs> oh God, what did I? Oh, flounder. Flounder's funny. <laughs> here we go. What do you got? So I'm there? in Colorado, <laughs> and they have deer all over the place there, and they actually put out an information booklet that tells you what to do if a deer comes out in front of you. And it says you're supposed to speed up and hit it, and it will pop it up over you, and then everything will be okay. (laughs) That's what it said. So one day a deer comes out in front of me, so I sped up, and I just like rammed right into it, and just like jolted me like crazy, and I'm like, you know, because I was walking. (laughs) So I'm at the gym. Not right now. 
<laughs> and I'm on the elliptical machine. And the woman next to me said, hey, can I ask you a question? And I said, yeah, sure, go ahead. She said, how do I convert my pulse rate to my heart rate? Ma'am? Oh, ma'am. Well, take your pulse rate and multiply it by one. (laughs) Then subtract zero. Do you need some scratch paper? (laughs) We're going out next week. (laughs) I guess it's going to work out for the both of them. Thank you. Oh, hey. uh, Sorry, uh, 358. Oh, hey. Uh, By the way, coming up after the top of the news hour here, we'll talk about uh, this ridiculous wife, Dr. Jill, the enabler, power-hungry witch. Uh, although she did have a sense of humor, she had to have a sense of humor, this old fart that she married, uh, because one time it was a famous story of one time, you know, I'm an old man and I have to get up you know, two or three times a night to hit the head, you know, and so one time uh, uh, Joe, crime family, got out of bed three o'clock in the morning, went in and did his business in the head and came back to bed and he asked Dr. Jill, he said, um, honey, does the light and the bathroom turn on and off every time you open the bathroom door? And she said, no, why? And he said, uh... I think we're going to have to buy a new refrigerator tomorrow. It's uh, coming up on uh, 359. Let's see, the door to the bath, he was going to go. Okay. Do you have any Biden jokes that don't involve bodily fluids? <laughs> Not really. <laughs> Damn. And by the way, why, uh, uh, Dr. Jill back in 2022, they had, there was a press conference going on with her stupid husband, and it was going on for so long, she got so upset that she read everybody the riot act. She said during the news conference, why will no one stop this? Get him out of there. Where were you guys? Who was supposed to going to end that news conference? Because she knew that he couldn't do it. And that was two years ago. Four o'clock, Kimmer, Pete, and Flounder. We got a lot more coming up, baby. Happy Friday. Look out. WFOM and W292EV Marietta, a Dickey Broadcasting Station. This hour is presented by Atlanta Safe House. Camp Margaritaville RV Resort, where you can just breathe in and breathe out. (sighs) Or move. There's biking, boating, arcade games, hiking, nearby golfing. Or fly through the new Fins Up Water Park. Thrills, chills, twists, and turns. This could be you. Camp Margaritaville at Lanier Islands. An easy one-hour drive from Atlanta. Book your stay today at Camp Margaritaville Lanier Islands.com. In today's fast paced world, your business deserves banking solutions that are as dynamic and cost effective as you are. Solutions like free business checking from LGE Community Credit Union, free online and mobile banking, no minimum balance required, plus no maintenance fees and dividends on your balance. At LGE, we're a smarter way to bank. See what's possible for your business at LGECCU.org. No monthly maintenance fees. Other service fees, such as NSF, overdraft, wire, and stop payment fees, still apply. Not all businesses will qualify. Membership eligibility and base savings account that keeps a $5 minimum balance required.
listen for your footsteps coming up the drive. Listen for your footsteps, but they don't arrive. Waiting for you knocking on my old front door. I don't hear it. Does it mean you don't love me anymore? It's Ringo. <laughs> 2009, Ringo Starr became the 2,401st person, that's 2401, to be added to the Hollywood Walk of Fame during a ceremony that marked the 50th anniversary of the attraction. The Beatles as a group were given a star in 1998. Ringo got his in 2009. And speaking of that, I was going to use that as my history list today. The very first star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame was issued on this day in 1960. It'd be unfair to see if you could figure out who might have been the first Hollywood star in 1960 to get the first star. I would have, I would have never have guessed this in a million years. Not that this person didn't uh, deserve it. But the first star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame was issued in 1960 to Joanne Woodward, Paul Newman's wife actress, huh. which I, I, I find interesting. I don't know why they picked her. I mean, I'm sure she's quite uh, capable of being deserving. I went on my damn she put iPad. Out. I, she, oh, she, yeah, she on the couch, the couch. Uh, she's like uh, she's like the modern-day uh, Jill Biden, you know? You see something you go younger you like, and you go for it, and you leave your husband on the yeah. side, you know? Uh, 405, Kimmer, Pete, and Flounder. Our birthday list includes Judith Light. I never liked her. I thought she would just had a snotty face personality. I don't know. I'm sorry. <laughs> 75 years old. Who's the boss and transparent? Uh, she, the mama of that. Who's that little snot teenager? Turned out to be a liberal snot. The actress girl. I, I don't know. She she was on soap operas long before she yeah. went on Who's the Boss. Yeah. The, the girl, the, the liberal girl in California. The uh, Alyssa Milano. Alyssa Milano. Yeah. Who, by the way, just got outed because the, I think it was last week she actually posted a plea. For people to donate money so her son could go on a Little League baseball trip or something. <laughs> Melissa Milano, and she actually had the balls to say, well, not all of us can afford all these fancy tournaments and stuff. I go, oh, my God. Are you telling me? Worth about $10 million. Oh, I mean, my God. <laughs> Anyway, she says, well, all the parents do it. You know, well, I I hate these people. Uh, Four, almost 406. Here's the number, 404-741-1230. with a camera, Pete, and uh, Philander. Uh, And and let me get more about that Dr. Jill thing. Uh, Just very quickly, uh, update. There's a new book about uh, first ladies, and it tells about the, uh, it was about a two-hour news conference two years ago, and uh, uh, President Stupidface was bungling his facts, lashed out at a couple of reporters, comparing his political opponents to segregationists. And it says, Dr. Jill was watching the news conference. A look on her face told everybody from the president on down, they better do some explaining about this. Why didn't anybody stop that, unquote? Everybody was silent, including the president, looking at one another, the most powerful man in the world. Her husband played along, even though somebody had told him, they, you know, wrap it up. Later, all the officials at the White House apologized to Jill for letting him keep talking. Her husband's fiercest protector, shielding him from the difficult situations. She knows how much the job is draining him as he brings briefing books back to the residents every evening. Well, la-dee-da. But here's even more about this Dr. Jill business. Uh, went out of my way to kind of look up some stuff here today, some reaction to it. Dr. Jill, is, I, as, in my opinion, is responsible 
for allowing this disgusting, I don't even know what to call it, a diabolical scheme to allow this president to win an election and even run for office. He never even ever should have run for office. Couple of reactions. The West Wing staff of the White House all knew and say privately the only reason Joe Biden is running in 2024 with his clearly diminished mental capacity is Jill Biden likes being first lady and does not want to give it up. Here's a comment from Juanita Broderick, raped by Bill Clinton. Worst first lady in the history of America. Jill Biden should be ashamed of herself, but apparently she has no conscience. Rachel Campos Duffy. That's that little sweet girl with the 15 children. Her husband's a former congressman, and she's on one of the Fox Girl shows in the morning or noon. I think or whatever. She's a bunch of, you know, she's gorgeous. Uh, although I hate it. She was on that show where the teenagers all live together or something. Your big brother has to have sex with all the girls or whatever it was. What was it? Giving your hand? What was that? You're giving a signal sometimes. That, that, that means you're, you're, you're sidetracked here. Oh, you're sidetracked. Oh, I got back to the business. Okay. <laughs> well, I was just going to say, she was so beautiful because she had these beautiful little uh, uh, creases under her eyes. She had like, you know, and they were beautiful. And then she had surgery to get rid of the creases under her eyes. And she's still beautiful, but she didn't have her smile again anymore. Okay. All right. Here's what, here's what Rachel Campos Duffy said. This is important, so I'll stop talking. And now I'm going to re- uh, quote her so it's not like me talking. <clears throat> quote. Back in 2021, Jill Biden and her spokesperson came after me, Rachel Campos Tuffy, demanding I apologize for saying this on Fox and Friends. Quote, the most patriotic thing Jill Biden could have done was tell her husband to love her husband and not let him run in this mental state that he's in. I think she failed the country as well. Well, now she says that was 2021. It's 2024. I stand by my words. Seriously, another comment. Fake Dr. Jill is truly a monster. Put this bumbling, mumbling, senile, dirty old man in a nursing home already. Our our enemies are laughing at us. Uh, Jill Biden looks like elder abuse. Imagine, here's Rod Serling. Imagine, if you will, a woman so power-hungry and evil that she would submit her husband suffering with dementia to ridicule jokes and humiliation. Harry's from UK. I'm from UK. You are right. He's a joke. The world is laughing at you. He's got to go. Absolutely pathetic. So sad to see tears in my eyes watching this as my own father got dementia and passed two years now. It still hurts every day. Let the man retire. His shift is done. Uh, now, who other than special counsel Robert Hur has spent a significant amount of time with Joe Biden? Jill Biden and the top White House staff have, but they cannot admit what we all see. Her, the first outsider with access, astounded at what he saw, and he told the truth. By the way, uh, President Biden has directed the Department of Justice to begin an official investigation into who this Jill person is that keeps following him around. Maureen Maureen Callahan writes op-eds for the Daily Mail Uh and she's got a great one today about Biden has to go and here's what she said Joe Biden can no longer hide behind his personal tragedies by constantly mentioning his dead son the stakes are too high unless Thursday night's press conference was an in-house attempt at a coup enough people in Biden's inner circle thought this was a good idea in a week that saw the president on two different days announce that he had been speaking with dead heads of state. 
The media en masse should be aflame. Yet his defenders on the left outdid themselves last night, displaying embarrassing levels of excuse-making and intellectual dishonesty. And here we go. Carmel, the vice president's side piece, shiftless and lazy, attacking the special counsel of their own Department of Justice as politically motivated? You've got to be kidding. She says uh, uh, they asked about the report, and she says uh, the president, she blasted this guy, her, as being wrong on the facts. He should have shown greater integrity. Uh, I've been privileged and proud to serve as vice president with Joe Biden. I believe da, 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 da. the comments made by that prosecutor were ridiculous, gratuitous, inaccurate, and, and inappropriate. Uh, uh, it, it sounds like Jackie Child. Insegrievous, outrageous. <laughs> uh, I mean, she said, he said, by the way, Israel experienced a horrific attack, and I'll tell you, we got the calls of president myself and the IRLs after it occurred. It was an intense moment, the commander in chief, and I was in almost every meeting and saw this stuff. Now, they're, so what they're saying is that the president was so worked up over the attacks in Israel that he got confused about when his son died and whether when he was vice president, which is exactly the point. If you're having a president who is under uh, having a country of our support that's under attack, that there's a major a country's 9-11 is going on and the president is so incompetent that he can't think of when his son died or when he was vice president at the same time. Holy criminy. That's the point. You just proved it. And then again, when he did the business about getting the president of Egypt as the president of Mexico, as though the president of Mexico is sending supplies to the Gaza Strip. Hamas. I mean, this is unbelievable. One more reaction from James Woods. Is the elderly man with a poor memory excuse an early pretext to activate the 25th Amendment? Clearly, they have either Michelle or Newsom warming up in the bullpen. Jill will hold on to power like a bulldog with a ham bone. The only way to dump Joe is to use the 25th. Another, Jill Biden loves being first lady much more than she loves Joe. If she actually loved Joe, she'd end this elder abuse today. Of course, she won't because prestige and power are way more important than anything else. What a horrible human being. I agree. It's her fault. She should have dragged him by the collar. And then she should have gone to all the other members of the staff and said, all right, you people, let's all stick together on this. We can't let him do it. And they refused. I mean, th plus he won. He won an election. He was president. So then, that boom, that, that, after that, she should have said, oh, my God, you pulled it off, Joe. I can't believe it. You don't deserve it, but you pulled it off. So that's the ball game. Time to re make announcement. You're going to retire to leave the party to go on with a new younger generation. It would have been perfect. It would have been for, for them. It would have been perfect. And she couldn't let it happen. Dirty, stinking rats. You've ruined everything. Women. Four torches of four. If you haven't heard of it, heard four fourteen. All right, I got it now. It's only me. It's only the Kimmer with Pete and Flounder. Happy Friday. Let her rip Super Bowl weekend. And in fact, we have Holy Crap at Sports coming up. And we're going to do some prop bets. Let's do. We need to do some prop bets. Goofy things. Uh, yep. And we'll do that uh, as, uh, uh, later on today. 420 with Peter Gabriel. A little Peter here for you. I'm kind of whining, Peter. I'm, I'm sorry. All right, what's wrong with him? No, no, it's good. It's good, it's good beat. It's nice. I just, it's kind of, I sort of whining. No, 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 no. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's kind of whiny. 
I, I, again, I'm, you know, who am I? Uh, 1987 it was on this day. Winners at the Brit Awards in London included Peter Gabriel, one British male solo artist. Kate Bush, British female artist, best British group, went to Five Star. Album to Dire Straits, Brothers in Arms. British breakthrough act was the House, Martin, House Martins. International Solo Artist Award in uh, 1987 went to Paul Simon. The best international group was the Bangles. Best British video was Peter Gabriel for Sledgehammer. And best British single in 1987 was the Pet Shop Boys for West End Girls. (laughs) Oh, mercy. Uh, On this day, uh, birthday time, um, Mia Farrow. And her son, uh, Rono Sinatra. Oh, sorry. Uh, <laughs> Mia Farrow, 79 years old today. And her son, who obviously was uh, sired by Frank Sinatra, not Woody Allen. Um, uh, her son annihilated uh, Pervy Weinstein. And that the report that, remember, was it ABC had it and wouldn't re- release it? And then uh, Roman, Roman Farrow came out with it. And Ronan Farrell, and uh, the rest is uh, history because he revealed all the information that was important, though. On this day in history, it started 1950. Senator Joseph McCarthy makes a boisterous claim, and so it begins McCarthyism. The State Department riddled with communists, which it was and is. He was right. He was, a, yeah. of course, he was such a. He was he, right. He was a. He was a balding, fat, sweaty, loudmouth. You know, so he looked Holy. like a freak. He looked like a conspiracy theorist. Or, you know, he just looked like a, a blowhard. And a, but he was absolutely right. And the the problem was it led to blackballing and blacklisting and stuff like that. But but the fact of the matter is that if he that wasn't it was a necessary. No, it was necessary <laughs> for the get rid of the bums. Anyway, uh, four twenty two. The, the same people that have been bitching our entire lives about the blackballing of the liberals in the nineteen forties and fifties yeah. yeah. are the same ones blackballing yeah. the conservatives right. now. It's it's the latest aim of the liberal movement in this country, which has now gone so far left that they now become Nazis, which people which the left thinks are. Are Republicans and conservatives, and they have, they have everything backwards. They don't know history. Nope. They don't know. I mean, <laughs> and I don't know history, but I know some stuff. You know, just from being a news guy, I, you know, you, you kind of filters India once in a while. You think if you live long enough, you you know, the Nazis weren't you know strong right wing Republicans. Uh, anyway, all right, four twenty three. My God, they, the liberals haven't been this angry since the Republicans <laughs> took away their slaves. I mean, think about it. It's the eighteen sixties. Four twenty three. The 4 o'clock hour brought to you by our friends at Atlanta Safe House. I love these guys. Jeff, Mark, the whole crew. They have a showroom in Ackworth. And if you don't think you need a safe, you do. You just may not know it. Learn more by going to their website and checking out these terrific products as I have and did. AtlantaSafeHouse.com. And tell them the camera sent you. 424, let's call it. Uh, we mentioned a couple times about the 25th Amendment. And sure enough, there's uh, at least one congressperson, Claudia Tenney, Republican from New York, is calling on the cabinet to invoke the 25th Fifth Amendment to the Constitution to kick him out of office. Now, it can be used, again, I'm not up on my uh, constitutional law in this particular uh, subsection, but it, it is used if you need, if a president's going under surgery and is out of contention and so forth, or is, you know, when something bad happens to him and he can't, can't work for a while, they can have a, 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 a constitutional method to 
bypass him, put him on the side, have him sit off to the side for a while and have the vice president take over, and then you can redo it and undo it. When it comes back, it's normal time to think, okay? Well, uh, they can also get rid of him that way. And so now uh, this Teddy of New York says after concluding the president's stupid face should be willfully removed, mishandled, and uh, he willfully removed, mishandled, and declassified documents, disclosed them over a period of decades, even though the uh, this guy, Herr, says the charges should not be brought against him, special counsel's reasoning was alarming. Because he's so stupid in the mental facilities and a jury feels sorry for him. That's not, wait, that's, that doesn't make any sense. So, so what? DOJ cannot, she says, DOJ cannot ethically bring charges against former President Trump then because he has mental acuity and a forceful personality and declined to bring charges against President Stupidface because of his cognitive decline. I mean, how can they possibly justify that? The same way they can't justify uh, not going after the ghostwriter for Joe Biden who knew everything and erased audio tape recording, which was evidence that he was using secret information and giving it to other people, which he denied. But he was doing it, and they even erased yeah. the, video, the audio tape, and nothing happened to Biden's ghostwriter. And yet, by contrast, Jack Smith is slapping charges against two associates of Donald Trump because of their role in allegedly attempting to delete security camera footage at Mar-a-Lago after the Justice Department signaled that it wanted to see it. The prosecutors emailed a Trump business attorney about a draft subpoena. The president held a 24-minute call with a maintenance worker, and now he's in trouble. So they're going after the maintenance worker. Uh, later a guy with a flashlight uh, was under surveillance cameras uh, looking for stuff the boss wanted, so they're going after him, too. I mean, it's just unbelievable. And, and, oh, and by the way, before I forget, let's uh, bring in quickly Hunter Biden here for, for one second, too, okay? Hunter Biden, as you'll recall, refused to go and honor his congressional subpoena, refusing to testify against, a con- against himself in a congressional uh, a hearing, and yet he didn't, he didn't show up and take the Fifth Amendment. He just he showed up and had a news conference about why they're all a bunch of bums in the Republican Party. He, refu- he ignored the congressional subpoena. He, not, he did more than ignored. He thumbed his nose at it. He thumbed his nose at us, showed up with his friends and his lawyers and said, uh, I'm not going in there. If they want to do it my way, I'll do it my way. He ignored the congressional subpoena and got away with it. And then eventually his lawyer said, oh, okay, we'll do it. So they said, okay, fine, no big deal. Nothing happened to him. He ignored the congressional subpoena and nothing happened. Well, a federal judge has denied Trump White House official Peter Navarro's bid to stay out of prison while he appeals his... Contempt of Congress conviction for refusing to cooperate with the investigation into the January 6th attack on the Capitol, guilty of uh, defying a subpoena for documents and a deposition from the House committee. Peter Navarro said, I'm not going to go to your stupid uh, House uh, subpoena business. So they convicted him. They charged him, convicted him and sentenced him to jail. And a federal judge says, I'm not going to let you stay out while you appeal it. You're going to jail. Holy crap. And the same age stuff that happens to Biden, nothing. You don't think there's a two-tier system of justice? I mean, my God. And again, last night, if you, if you, and Carmella uh, and all the, uh, all the people in the White House are saying, well, you know, the guy made a mistake. It's no big deal. We all do it. Did you see Rachel Maddow's justification as to why he's still competent to be president? 
I heard them, I think, talking about it this morning. I <laughs> tell the little people. She says Biden, <laughs> yeah. Biden should still be president because he can ride a bike. Can ride a bike. Let's remember the last time we, we saw him riding a yeah. bike <laughs> on his yeah. face. We literally have video <laughs> of him falling off a bike. Yeah, he fell down <laughs> on his bicycle. He did a face plant on his bicycle, and Rachel Madcow says he should be, well, he can still ride a bike. No. Oh, he can't. <laughs> oh, my God. Every time you turn around, they're saying things against their own philosophy. I mean, it's just amazing. Oh, I mean, I've never, I mean, we've never had a time like this. I wish I'd be alive long enough in, in 20, 30, 40 years to have people use the, what happened in the last four or six years in this country, uh, well, the last eight years, I guess, in this country, since Donald Trump came down that freaking escalator as a, as a note in history of something that has never happened before and hopefully will never happen again. And you know what's going to happen after this business because of what happened last night. Everybody in the world now knows that this president's a freaking idiot. He's, he can't handle it. Every liberal state is now going to go to their legislature and their governors and their secretary of states and say, okay, we've got to do mail ballots, baby. We've got to do early uh, mail, we, mail-in ballots now. They're going to pass laws to allow their states because of something going to be happening so that everybody gets a mail-in ballot. We'll bring it to your house. We'll have collection agencies. We'll go to every place to collect them early. Uh, you'll have a, a, a 15-week early voting uh, window, you know, seven-month early voting. Yeah, and for June 1st, early voting, June 1st. Yeah, that's it for all the liberal states. You know they're going to do it because that's the only way they're going to pull it off again. Unless they finally say he's got to go. And Hawaii thinks they're above the law of the Constitution because of uh, the spirit of aloha, 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 kalakalaki. I don't think so. 4.30, give her feet of flounder and flounder's funny coming up too. <laughs> like a virgin, eh? <laughs> yeah, it's still that good. Yes. I guess she liked to be roughed up a little. Madonna singing here. In 1985, she started a three-week run at number one on the album chart with Like a Virgin. I, my favorite song of hers is Like a Prayer. Which I re- is really a beautiful song. I get down on me thing. Anyway, uh, like a virgin, big number one thing. A th- number three hit in Britain became her first number one in the Billboard Top 100. Like a there we go, little nice guy. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Topping the charts in Australia and Canada too, reaching the top ten elsewhere. Like a virgin has sold over six million copies, and that was 1985. She came out with her. Madonna, man, what a story. And now, oh, by the way, have you seen her lately? You would not recognize Madonna. You can't tell who it is. Dragon lady. I mean, it really, honestly, it looks like she's going for a whole new species of look. I mean, she doesn't look like a girl. <laughs> in I'm sorry. I mean, it look, honestly, it looks like somebody said, well, let's make something out of this clay. Uh, I mean, poor thing. Dear Lord. I mean, I'm not making that up. Am I, am I being cruel? I mean, why? Oh, Alligator boots. Jeez. Anyway, our birthday list includes Carol King. Carol King is 82. 
Her smashes include I Feel the Earth Move, You've Got a Friend, You Make Me Feel Like a Natural Woman, Will You Love Me Tomorrow, and The Locomotion. I guess she wrote the Little Eva song, Locomotion. I'll be damned. One of my favorite songs because I was on Cape Cod with my best friend at the time working at a summer camp. <laughs> and where I lost my license because I got caught by the cops driving an unregistered, uninsured car trying to drive us into town to go look at girls. And I had to go to jail, and my parents had to come. Oh, God. Anyway, and I lost my license for a year. That's when I learned the lesson. I've told you that I told you this story years ago. My dad, old-fashioned dad, I lost my license because I got caught driving an unregistered, uninsured car. It was an old 1949 Plymouth with a stick shift, three on the tree. <laughs> and, uh, and I got caught by, I was one of driving it and got caught by the cops. My buddies in the back seats and the fronts and everything. Uh, and I had to go to court, and I lost my license for a year. Well, a week after I got home, from, it was at summer camp, when I got home, a neighbor uh, owned a, a Ford dealership. And uh, he, all his kids got uh, Mustangs when they graduated from high school and stuff. Anyway, he said, I know a buddy at the uh, registration of motor vehicles. I can get your license back. I said, oh, my God. Hey, Dad, Dad, Mr. Cypher says he can get my license back. Oh, my God, I can't believe it. I can't believe it. My father says, well, they took it away for a year. I said, yeah, but he can get it back. He said, no, you're going to lose it for a year. And he made me lose my license for a year. Now, as it turned out, about 10 months later, I, I called or I, I, uh, I had to fill out a form every month. I had to fill out a probation form and send it in to my probation officer. For a traffic charge for a year. And after 10 months, he said, he said, well, they decided, boom, and they gave you my license back. But my father said, no, you're not going to skirt the law. You, you got punished, and you're going to accept it. And I'll tell you what, <laughs> I, I respected the hell out of him for it, but I didn't like him very much for a, for a while. 16 years old, I had my license for two months and lost it. Yeah, I wasn't happy. All right, four thirty. I'm sorry, I got uh, distracted. Uh, let's see, four thirty. Oh, let, oh, oh. Uh, do you have a call? I'm sorry, I, I totally whacked myself out here. Did you say Martin? Is that what you said? Uh, we got a phone. Martin, you're on the radio with a camera feet and flounder. Sorry, man, I'm really floundering myself here today. But no. w- welcome aboard. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> no problem. Listen, I was uh, calling to uh, reprimand uh, Pete for a uh, failure to enunciate Mad Cal properly. <laughs> True. But then uh, you uh, you corrected him. Yes. Uh, uh, can you now, believe it? Uh, Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. So on uh, Madonna, uh, I'm thinking she's looking a, a bit like a tire biter or maybe something that <laughs> rhymes with species. I, I don't know. I don't know. I just, what does she do to herself? I mean, I don't understand the look she was going for. Or, I mean, should somebody get sued over this? I or? think ugly is it. I, I'm pretty <sighs> sure ugly was the look. Uh, maybe she just wanted to be left alone. I, <laughs> I would do it. Oh, Lord. It's like an old uh, car tire rolling down the road. Oh. There's a dog somewhere that wants to bite it. There you go. Well, Mario, you have a great weekend. Are you, are you going to watch the Super Bowl? Oh, of course. And I'm going to have to go with uh, Casey. Yeah, but me I, too. I'm hoping that they focus on the game. I really don't want to see the, you know. <laughs> Taylor. Yeah, yeah, I just want to see the game. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Well, you know they're going to have to show her a couple it. of times. But I, I'll guarantee you, Martin, if they show her, it's not going to be for more than four seconds, and people are going to go nuts how she's ruined the game. <laughs> yeah, I'm jump up, jump up and go do the uh, kitchen. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> yeah, have the, have the wives going to say and watch her while you go get a beer. That'll have the best way to do yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. All right, man. Have a great weekend. 440. Uh, here we go with it, Martin. Uh, with a camera peen flower. Here's a number. 
404-741-1230. President Stupidface, again, last night, honestly, when he, he, when he came out, I almost wasn't going to watch it. He came out and made the address at the podium. You'll, we'll have a few sound bites of that. And I thought he almost got away with it, just being as typical, yelling at the press and, and kind of denying everything and just sloughing it off. And then when he was leaving, and then one of the girls said, asked a question about the Hamas situation and the ceasefire or whatever, and he came turned around and started walking back to the podium. And I said, oh, my God, I guarantee his everybody in the everybody in Washington, D.C. is saying, no, somebody stop him. Don't go back. You know that everything had been scripted for him. And you know that he still didn't handle it very well because he didn't have time to write it out all in the teleprompter. But he pulled it off until he turned around. And I'm thinking, oh, my God, they're going nuts telling him, don't somebody throw a chair at him or something trip him, anything. Uh, and then I thought, oh, my God, maybe this is it. Because the, the theories are out now that this was the opportunity to have him show that he's not capable so that the entire staff can say, Joe, Joe, it's just, you know, the whole world now knows you just, you know, we need to have somebody else in there. So it's either they were going, oh, my God, or thank God, and this is finally the final straw. It's like it's like the 49ers when Bill Walsh would script the first 15 plays of every game, <laughs> yeah. and it would go like clockwork, and then suddenly Arthur Smith would say, I'll take over from here. <laughs> Whoopsie. Oh, mercy. Uh, 442. If you don't know what we're talking about, I think it was the first question. Uh, uh, flounder Peter Ducey was the first question to ask him last night, and uh, here's how he handled it. Something the special counsel said in his report is that one of the reasons you were not charged is because, in his description, you are a well-meaning elderly man with a poor memory. I'm well-meaning, and I'm an elderly man, and I know what the hell I'm doing. I've been president, and I put this country back on its feet. I don't need his recommendation. Well, how it's totally bad out. is your memory, and can you continue as president? My memory is so bad, I let you speak. That's supposed that's, to be a joke. Uh, that's, that's you know, your memory has gotten worse, Mr. No, no. President? My memory is not good. My memory is fine. My memory, take a look at what I've done since I've become president. <laughs> yeah. None of you thought I could pass any of the things I got passed. Yeah. How'd that happen? It's, you it's know, a, I guess I just forgot what was going on. What is Mr. Mr. President. Yeah. Mr. President. Oh, mercy. Okay. Well, again, he, he, he's, you know, he denies and he sloughs off. And so I figure, well, okay, he kind of got away with the first question. It didn't really do him that much harm. And now we come to number two. And if you'll listen to pay attention to the very last part of this, he kind of sloughs it under his breath. Well, we'll repeat it in case you missed it. I thought this was absolutely unbelievable. Here, Flounder, if you would. Mr. President, Mr. President, for months when you were asked about your age, you would respond with the words, watch me. Well, many American people have been watching and they have expressed concerns about that is your judgment. That is your judgment. That is not the judgment of the press. They express concerns about your mental acuity. They say that you are too old. Mr. President, in December, you told me that you believe there are many other Democrats who could defeat Donald Trump. So why does it have to be you now? What is your answer to that question? I'm the most qualified person in this country to be president of the United States and finish the job I started. I'm the most qualified person in this country to be president of the United States. Do you I think he believes I think he really thinks in his head that he's doing a great job and he wants to finish this great job he started. Remember last week and I said, where are all the doctors? Why aren't they interviewing yeah. doctors with well, a New York New York Post headline? Doctors call for Biden to take mental competency test. Something isn't right. 
everybody knows it is something isn't right. And again, he's okay. Two things you've just heard now uh, that he, that his memory's great, memory's fine. I did all this stuff. Two, he's the most qualified person in America to get this done. Uh, let's go to uh, cut. Yeah, cut number three. Uh, I think. Well, hold on, let me see if that's one. I, yeah, I think it's. Uh, yeah, cut number three, Flounder, if you would, and uh, and, and as, he, as he shows how good his memory was when he talks about the Hamas business and the, the Gaza conduct Strip. of the response about the ceasefire in Hamas, Gaza, in Gaza, in the Gaza Strip, has been um, over the top. I think that, uh, as you know, initially. The president of Mexico, Sisi, did not want to open up the gate to allow humanitarian material to get in. I talked to him. I convinced him to open the gate. I talked to Bibi to open the gate on the Israeli side. Yeah, unfortunately, uh, he proceeded to refer to the president of Egypt as the president of Mexico. He got them mixed up. Some memory. I mean, my God, he just hanged himself. He just proved he's incompetent. And that's, you know, that's like the third time he's been talking to dead leaders of the world. One of them gone for 25 years, the other one for seven years, dead when he thought he met him two years ago. Holy crap. All right, we got a couple of phone calls next with the Kimber Pete and Flounder. Letterman Friday, Flounder's Funnies, Tweets, we got it all. Stand by right here. Like a... Three o'clock, four o'clock, rock. <laughs> Five, six, there seven o'clock, eight o'clock, nine, ten, eleven o'clock, twelve o'clock, rock. We're gonna rock around the clock. I remember this as a young man when it popped up on TV, and what a hit for Bill Haley and the Comets. It was on this day, though, in 1981, Bill Haley became known as the first rock and roll star. Bill Haley was found dead, fully clothed in his bed in Harlingen, Texas, from a heart attack. He was only 55. Number one hit, Britain and America, rock around the clock, as well as See You Later, Alligator, Shake, Rattle, and Roll, Rocket 88, Skinny Mini, and Razzle Dazzle. Uh, Bill Haley was blind in his left eye as a child because of a botched operation, later adopted his distinctive spit-curl hairstyle to distract attention from his blind eye. Well, I'm, now I'm trying to remember what I'm trying to remember the look. My, the, like the old, uh, yeah, that old spit-curl thing, Elvis, you know, like the duck's ass kind of a deal in the front. I'll be damned. Bill Haley died of a heart attack, 55 years old, 1981. Wow. Uh, let's see. Hold on a second here. i got a couple of things here. Let's see. Oops, there's nothing on that one. Our birthday list includes uh, Joe Pesci, 81 years old. It says here, basically plays the same character. <laughs> Goodfellas, Casino, basically the same movie, ironically. So it doesn't really matter because they're awesome characters and awesome movies. And, uh, and there you go. So Joe Pesci's 81. And he's a great actor. And, of course, Home Alone. And, uh, you know, he's been around for a long time. All right. Uh, two, we have a phone call. By the way, it's Letter Rip Friday. Kimmer, Pete, Flounder, 404-741-1230. We talked all day about it. And it's my, I'm, I'm getting, you know, I, I almost like start talking about something else. 
The Biden thing's important because our country's in, uh, in distress, and it's his fault, and it's Jill, uh, uh, Jill's fault. And we'll talk about that. And I've got more sound bites and things and stuff like that. But uh, we also have phone calls, and let's t- start taking them now. Here's David. You're on the radio with the Kimmer Pete Flounder. Happy Friday, David. What do you think? Good afternoon, Kimmer. I hate to uh, uh, love the show. Uh, I hate to uh, join late uh, when you guys were talking about Madonna. That's all right. Uh, the, the song uh, Like a Prayer is about a woman um, pleasuring a man, shall we say? Oh, uh, really? Well, I, they drop yeah. on your knees. But, you know, I kind of... Right. Uh, on your, yeah, well, I, I mean, I, yeah. the, the, bad, the bad news is I wasn't sure how to explain that. The, <laughs> yeah. the, the good news is nobody's listening. So, yeah, no. well, I figure, if it, I figure if it has the word prayer, I think there might be a couple of... I, it has the word prayer in it, I think, would be uh, would be fairly different. All right, 453 with a Kimber Pete and uh, Flounder. Uh, two of the phones here is uh, uh, Lori with a Kimber Pete and Flounder on Friday. Hello, Lori. How you doing? Hey, Kimmer. Hey, guys. What's up, sweetie? Calling from Alabama. I got something funny. Let's break it up a little bit. Yes, please. But it is about Biden. Okay. You know, when you was talking about him coming back to the podium and all I'm screaming, oh, no. (laughs) Well, my 60th birthday surprise party, my my kids done for me two years ago. Uh They took me and my, you know, a few people, you know, and everything. We was at a Mexican restaurant. Well, on your birthday in Mexican restaurant, they paint, you know, put a little bit of cream on your face with the sombrero. Okay. And they sing happy birthday. Right, right. So that's fine. Well, I'm sitting there, and I got a 42-year-old son that's a SHI. He is a mess. <laughs> okay. So he likes to instigate stuff. So I'm sitting there, and they don't just put a little cream. They cover my face with cream. So... I'm trying to be nice because all these people are sitting there. And that that was my moment of when I got up to go after the waitress. They were saying, no, come back. <laughs> Just like last <laughs> night at the podium. Oh. Yeah, I mean, I, it made me, it was funny because I was cool to all that. I'm like, they did that on purpose. You know, it was funny. I just thought, let's break this up I on Friday. It. I love it. Well, listen, you have a great Bye, weekend. Thanks, Lori. Appreciate it, sweetie. Four, four, oh, breaking, breaking news, news, breaking news. We mentioned earlier up on the Fox News that they had an earthquake in Hawaii, and uh, they were saying five point something. I think yeah. it's actually a six Ooh, well, in Hawaii. Yeah, and my friend in Santa Monica, who I just talked about yesterday, by the way, uh, just says in L.A. they just had a four point something. So now two Whoa. earthquakes right there at the Pacific in the Pacific in, in uh, a row. Hmm. And by the way, if I'm not mistaken, and you I, I, hold on, Gary, get right to your phone call. If I'm not mistaken, Pete, you may know this, or Flounder, you may know this too. You're kind of a science uh, a nerdy guy, occasionally. Uh, <laughs> my understanding is, if you have an earthquake that's registered at a five point one. And then it, it becomes a 5.2. The earthquake is not ten, one tenth of a percent stronger. It's double. It's, I don't know if it goes from a 5 to 5.2. It may be from a 5 to a 6. It's not just one. It, it's exponentially greater. But, but, I mean, I think it's that much bigger that they, they, they for yeah. some reason, they numericate it, if you will, uh, at a much lower level than it should be because it gives a false impression that it's not that much of a bigger deal, but it's a major bigger deal. I, I, I could be wrong yeah. in the figures, but if I'm not mistaken, somebody will know if you want to call us in, uh, 404-741-1230, if you know about uh, uh, earthquakes. But I think there's, I, th- I think it literally, 
I think it literally doubles as opposed to maybe it's if it goes if it goes from five to six, it isn't that it goes one step higher. It doubles from five to six. Maybe that's what it was. Uh, by the way, speaking of uh, and, and Lori mentioned about the uh, old timer and birthday stuff. Uh, this uh, apparently is a true story. One of the things coming out now, uh, Dr. Jill, uh, for some reason, somebody allowed uh, President Stupid Face to find the keys to his Corvette the other day. And he found the keys and he wanted to go for a joyride, which is vo- forbidden by the members of his staff. Somebody screwed up and he found the keys and took the car out and nobody knew it. And all of a sudden, they realized, oh, my God, it was gone. As it turned out, Dr. Jill was uh, listening to the radio and she called him on his cell phone and said, honey, honey, I just heard on the radio there's a car going the wrong way on I-90. I mean, everybody's going crazy. There's what? There's a car going the wrong way on I-90. And Joe says, oh, no, honey, it's not one car. It's all of them. See, going, all of them going the wrong way. On, oh, hey, because otherwise he would that. be the, the, I see that. the guy who would let, let, see what happened let, was. Let me, follow, <laughs> let, let me follow this up with a yeah. poem, a Valentine's poem uh, uh, from please, Chuck. Please do. Send us a poem. Thank you. We got, and yeah. this is longer than the normal red, Roses Excellent. are Red poem. Oh, my gosh. All right. And a poem to the wife or girlfriend. Yes, sir. Roses are red, violets are not. I like you because you're so hot. Your hair looks like a big rat's nest. Between you and my sister, you kiss the best. <laughs> your, bu- your butt is as wide as a big gas grill. Oh, God. When walking behind you, it gives me such a thrill. <laughs> Love, Bubba. I like big butts. <laughs> Love, Bubba. I cannot lie. <laughs> I bet they're the couple. Yeah, I bet they're. I bet they're the couple that was in the meme when all the drones started flying over neighborhoods and stuff, and this old redneck couple down in the south somewhere, the, the husband and wife are both having their rifles shooting the drones out of the sky or something. You know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know they, anyway, four fifty-seven with a Kipper Pete and that flounder uh, in Hawaii. Oh, by the way, we have a flounder's funny? We have time for flounder's funny here? Oh, we got two minutes. Uh, yeah, we need to do it real quick. Here we go. Okay. I don't know whether I'm a good driver or a bad driver, but I do know that one steering wheel means one driver. Okay? Shush, shush. <laughs> <laughs> Not to hear my wife tell it. You know, Phil, even a fighter pilot has a wingman. <laughs> well, yeah, but I don't think he warns the pilot by screaming out, <laughs> Well, I get nervous. I don't know what to say. Well, how about car? I don't even understand why she gets so nervous. It doesn't. This is a woman that had jumped from a perfectly good airplane, strapped to a little backpack full of nylon. She didn't think a thing of that. But a car in a parking lot backs up slowly towards our country. <laughs> we had an argument one time, half an hour, whether or not a dolphin is a fish. <laughs> 30 minutes, whether or not a dolphin. I mean, I know that a dolphin's not a fish. <laughs> now. <laughs> yeah, I didn't say when. <laughs> Would you at least admit that it lives a fish lifestyle? <laughs> Got an argument in the car? Oh, man, that is the worst place to have an argument. You're stuck. (laughs) Big argument about my driving, you know, and she's got a little room to gripe. I'll give her that because I'm a boob in the car. I don't know. You ever been driving around and can't see an address or something that you're looking for? So you turn the radio down like that'll help? (laughs) I can't see anything with this music in my eye. (laughs) And this clear piece of glass has got to (laughs) go. 
<laughs> I, when I go to a bank to ATM bank machine in my car, I have to turn down the radio to put my code in. <laughs> I, I don't know why. Uh, I guess we could probably figure it out, though. Five o'clock, Kimmer, Pete, and Flounder. Look out. Holy crap, it's sports coming up. Camp Margaritaville RV Resort, where you can just breathe in and breathe out. <sighs> or move. There's biking, boating, arcade games, hiking, nearby golfing. Or fly through the new Fins Up Water Park. Thrills, chills, twists, and turns. This could be you. Camp Margaritaville at Lanier Islands. An easy one-hour drive from Atlanta. Book your stay today at Camp Margaritaville Lanier Islands.com. In today's fast paced world, your business deserves banking solutions that are as dynamic and cost effective as you are. Solutions like free business checking from LGE Community Credit Union, free online and mobile banking, no minimum balance required, plus no maintenance fees and dividends on your balance. At LGE, we're a smarter way to bank. See what's possible for your business at LGECCU.org. No monthly maintenance fees. Other service fees, such as NSF, overdraft, wire, and stop payment fees, still apply. Not all businesses will qualify. Membership eligibility and base savings account that keeps it $5 minimum balance required. Let's get it together, ladies. Lift, shoulder, front of blank. Ready on your dog target. It's only B. It's only the Kimmer. How's it going? With Pete Davis and Philander on 106.3. And it's Letter Rip Friday. Anything goes. Weekend coming up. And we it's, uh, you notice a warmer weather. Not only is it uh, staying light later, uh, but the warmer weather is going to be in the 60s for the weekend. Maybe some rain coming. But still, you know, it's kind of hard, com- uh, hard to complain about weather in February in the 60s. But uh, God bless Dixie. All right, 504. How you doing? 404 I spent most of the day on this uh, Biden business. In fact, we'll play we'll play that last soundbite here in a second there, Flounder, if you don't mind, uh, about the business. When, uh, man, again, when he came out last night, and he almost got away with it until he left. And then somebody asked the question about the Hamas business, and he turned around. And I got, to, you know, I, 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 proving that he has no memory. We just played the soundbite a few minutes ago of him getting confused between the president of Mexico and the president of Egypt. And whether Mexico would be giving supplies to Hamas on the border, for God's sakes. Uh, but, uh, but it made me so freaking mad. One, because finally... The good news to me was finally when he said, I'll take a few questions, the reporters went nuts. They all started screaming and yelling like Jim Acosta used to do when Donald Trump was president for four stinking years every day. Uh, And the reporters were screaming and yelling, trying to get to things, and they were all after the same comment. They all wanted him to talk about bad memory, uh, didn't know where he was, he's too old, he's not competent, Uh, the only reason he's not charged is because of his age and people would feel sorry for him, and they couldn't uh, finally, thank God, all of them were trying to get to the same thing. That's never, that hasn't happened in four years. 
The reporters have guarded him and saved him for, well, three and a half, three years, three and a half years. And finally, last night, it looked like, oh, my God, here we go. Uh, and, and in fact, a, a quick update. Is that a phone call? We got uh, phone calls too. We'll get all your phone calls here on the radio with the camera, Pete and Flounder. Uh, but this story just in too. Uh, there was a, a campaign phone call. A uh, it didn't go as planned today. When a series of reporters' questions regarding the president's stupid faces, not only failing memory but his complete duplicity. It was supposed to be a conference call about former President Trump and his speech to the National Rifle Association. So the Democrats got a bunch of people together on the phone to talk to questions how they could bash Donald Trump. That was the that was the topic and that was what they were there for. Unfortunately for them, uh, one of the people on the phone call to be interviewed was Senator John Thing, the Fetterman. Uh, and one reporter said, Senator Fetterman, I was hoping to ask a question given some of the recent news. Uh, you faced questions about your health during the campaign. I'm wondering what you think about the Biden campaign, what they need to do to respond to the special counsel said in this report and the news concerns surrounding his fitness for office. So the first question was not about Donald Trump. It was about Biden. Again, that's important. That's important because the whole the, the news conference was not supposed to be about anything but Donald Trump. Uh, and, and he says, well, of course, the president is very clear. He's absolutely in full control. You have to remember it was a Trump appointee. Now there's fed, uh, 350 pages that say Joe is not going to be indicted. Uh, it's a smear campaign. Cheap shots taking things out of context or even inventing any of them. Uh, you don't need 350 pages to say that we're not going to have these kinds of changes. So clearly there's an agenda there. Uh, second question. Uh, how can the current discussion around Biden's age impact your Democratic colleagues running in Congress who are also elderly. And they had to say, all right, now hold on now. We know President Biden's old. Okay, fine. <laughs> but it doesn't sound like breaking news to me. What sounds like news to me is uh, 15 million jobs being created, wages being up, inflation coming down. That sounds like the news. Oh, my God. They're, now they're trying to pretend that inflation's great and the economy's great, and so there's no sense of talking about Joe Biden's brain. I mean, this is what they do. This is what they do. It's just, it's just uh, appalling. And in fact, Flounder, if you're, are you, in the, are you in there? Let's do that last soundbite about when he talked about things he couldn't remember. Uh, among other things, the special counsel guy said that uh, Joe Biden did not remember when he was vice president, what years he was vice president. And then they got to the other issue that really ticked him off la uh, last night about his memory and dates. Well, there's some attention paid to some language in the report about my recollection of events. There's even reference that I don't remember when my son died. How in the hell dare he raise that? Frankly, when I was asked the question, I thought to myself, it wasn't any of their damn business. Let me tell you something. Some of you have commented, I wear since the day he died, every single day, the rosary he got from Our Lady of... Of whatever. Whatever their name Petrol was. Every Memorial Day, we hold a service remembering him, attending by friends and family and the people who loved him. You know, screw you, pal. The fact of the matter is you didn't remember. You had no idea of the year your, your son died. You didn't know when you were vice president. All these things are true. All these things are true. And you're the same son of a bitch who tries to suck up to people feeling sorry for you because your son died. I'm sorry your son died. It's horrible. God, I mean, I, I, you know, it, it must be awful. Your child dies before you do. 
But don't you, so now you've been using it for years. And by the way, you keep saying he died in Iraq. He never died in Iraq. He died in a hospital with his family around him. Unlike the people who died in George, for the Georgia soldiers died because of your incompetence in a freaking drone strike in Jordan blown to bits. They didn't have their family around them. They didn't have their family around say a final goodbye and pray for you and hold your hand while you take your last freaking breath. You dirty stinking rat. Oh, how dare he raise that about my son dying? How dare you try to play your, your emotions on your freaking dead son? How dare that scumbag? God, I hate this man. You just, I just everything he stands for. Just absolutely appalling. Let me let me calm you down here a second. All right, sir. You ready? I'm ready now. It's National Pizza Day. Well, by golly, I'm going to think about pizza for the next 12 seconds. I, well, no, I should get one or something. Uh, uh, who makes it? I don't even know who makes a good pizza okay. anymore. What do you think is the nation's number one pizza, that, uh, the style of pizza that people like to eat? What do you think is number one in America right now? Uh, you mean like either thin crust or deep dish or yeah. hand-tossed? Probably yeah. pro- number one right now? Mm. I was going to say deep dish, but I'll bet it's probably hand-tossed. I'd mm. say thin crust. Well, thin crust? Thin crust? Well, everybody makes a big deal. To me, it's easy. In the summer when it's hot, it's thin crust. It's New York style. Yeah. In the winter when it's cold and you want comfort food, you get the, big the deep fat dish. One. Chicago yeah. deep dish. Yeah. Yeah. Chicago, John Stewart calls. Go ahead. A deep dish is almost like lasagna. It's just, I mean, it's it's so... a pasta. Yeah, it's a meat a meat and pasta <laughs> dish. Yeah, yeah. John, <laughs> you eat it with a fork. John, John Stewart, who's a New Yorker, says it's not pizza; it's a casserole. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but guess what? There's a third competitor right now that's coming up, and I think Pizza Hut did this a few months ago. Detroit style is like taking off the rectangle. No, the type, square uh, ones, which I've never had. Detroit. Oh, I've had it before. Yeah, it's, it's, it's just it's a little pizza. more thick. The bread's a yeah. little more thick, but it's pretty good. Yeah, it's not deep dish so much, but it is thicker crust. It is a softer, thicker more crust. Breaded. As I rec- yeah, a little more bready, uh, mm-hmm. but but thicker than thin. I mean, not not the, yeah. but and the the uh, toppings are much are, are not thin either. They're good. It's like almost like a deep. dish. Oh, it's kind of in the middle. Oh, kind okay. of in the middle and, and hand tossed, I guess. And, and what about uh, stuffed crust? I don't. I don't. And more people are doing that. Oh, now, I love. Yeah, stuffed crust is a great idea. Whoever thought of that was a a a winner. If it's available, if I'm ordering a pizza and it's available, I get it. (laughs) Put it that way. If they have it, I get it. No matter what I'm ordering with the pizza, I'll get that thing. Anyway, that all makes me feel better. Uh, Five twelve. Also, just for the (laughs) this is just an incredible story. Uh, In Hawaii, their highest court, their Supreme Court of Hawaii, has now ruled that a guy who got caught having a gun that he wasn't wasn't registered. He lives in Hawaii. He bought the gun when he was in Florida, 2013. He was in Hawaii. They caught him with a gun. It was unregistered even though that wasn't particularly the legal part. But they said, you're breaking the law. He says, no, wait a minute, I've got a, you know, I, I can own a gun. They said, no, you can't in Hawaii. Went to the Supreme Court, and guess what? The Supreme Court of Hawaii said, states retain the authority to require individuals to hold proper permits before carrying firearms in public. Concluding the Hawaii Constitution broadly does not afford a right to carry firearms in public. The spirit of aloha uh, supersedes the Second Amendment to the United States Constitution. 
the spirit of aloha. We read, the, read those words differently than the United States Supreme Court. We hold that in Hawaii there is no state constitutional right to carry a firearm in public. The spirit of aloha clashes with federally mandated lifestyle that lets citizens walk around with deadly weapons during day-to-day activities. The history of the Hawaiian Islands does not include a society where armed people move around the community to possibly combat the deadly aims of others. We preserve peace and tranquility in Hawaii. A freewheeling right to carry guns in public degrades other constitutional rights. The right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness encompasses a right to freely and safely move in peace and tranquility. They even quoted The Wire, the thing about the old days, they the old days. Unquote. Uh, <laughs> Just because it used to be yeah. a thing. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, Pete. Spirit of aloha <laughs> translates to states' rights. Yeah, which under the Constitution is not the same. Yeah, good try, though. You know that's going all the way to the Supreme Court. <laughs> I've, oh, God, 514. All right, Holy Grab Sports, Super Bowl stuff, Pete Davis. It's all coming up. We'll have fun right up till 6 o'clock right here. Look out. What the hell is it? It just, just freaking iPad just freezes. It just I, I try to hit the button. I got a story I'm looking for, and it just freezes white with a white plain page. It just I won't freaking move. I, I can't even look. I, I'm trying to swipe it. Don't swipe. <laughs> double click. All right. Oh, yeah. Holy crap, it's sports with Pete Davis. <laughs> Sorry. Are you ready for the Super Bowl prop bets? Are you ready? I Let's am ready. I've got my paper right here, and we got our prop right. bets. Here we go. Prop bets number one. Will Reba McIntyre sing the national anthem under 90 seconds? 90 seconds? I say no. Really? Yeah. Because Reba is the Secretariat of Anthem Singers, has the shortest on record. So just say. Uh, you say under or over? She says she likes to do under. No, no so. I'm saying, did, did you say, is the bet over or under? I'm sorry. Is well, that what it is? Under, under 90. Under 90. Okay. Uh, well, I was going to say, uh, will she be under 90? I said no, so I'll stick with that. Okay. Under 90. All right? Okay. Yes, sir. Uh, will she wear white boots? Wear white boots. I will say yes. All right. Okay. All right. The coin toss will land on tails. Okay. I will say no. Tails has won 30 times, heads 27 so far. Oh, well, could well, almost 50-50, mm-hmm. which as you would think it would be. All right. Team Ruff will win the Puppy Bowl. Oh, oh well, God, I don't <laughs> I don't know anything about how many teams there are. <laughs> I mean, I, 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 by the way, well, I, I have watched parts of the Puppy Bowl things. And it's, yes, it's cute. everybody it's fun. does. Yeah, absolutely. It is. It's great. Uh, team Ruff wins. Especially when they wink. I will say yes. I will say Team Ruff wins. Right. Yes. Of course, you can bet on the puppy ball. This is America. Team Fluff is minus one fifty to win, and Team Ruff at uh, plus one ten. I don't know what that means, but I, I Team Ruff sounds like the winner there. Okay, okay. They've got a dog to them, according to theRinger.com. Which pup will score the winning touchdown? Oh well, how do you spot? <laughs> talk about a plain well, guess? Well, my <laughs> my money is on Bark Purdy. <laughs> Bark Purdy. <laughs> Bark Purdy, not Brock. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that sounds good. <laughs> orange Gatorade bath is the favorite color. Should that be orange? Uh, should it be? Is that, I'm I'm sorry. What's the bet? 
Is it will, going to be orange? Will it be orange? Okay, orange. Okay, I get you. I will say yes. Orange. All right. Purple is next on the uh, list there, by the way. They say purple is the second most favored hmm. color. So okay, we'll see. Okay. You can bet on which song Usher will begin with at halftime. I'm going with Pinball Wizard or maybe Song Sung Blue. Uh, Usher is going to close out his set with the record of the Edmund Fitzgerald. So it's going to be all over the place. <laughs> I don't weird. thoroughly think he's going to do the Edmund Fitzgerald. Is that, now, it's not the one that does that song I like about, I should have won that thing, should have put that thing, my shawty, my wife. Uh, uh, it's, uh, what, what the hell's that song? I keep I love that song, and I can't remember the name of it. Who does it? I, I, think, it was, I, keep, I think it's Usher. No, that's Nelly. Nelly, Nelly. I, I, I should have bought that ring. Uh, that another guy's running the fingers through Stop her hair. My shawty, my wife. Yeah, that's that's a great stop. song. Okay, yeah, sorry. Stop while you're ahead. <laughs> okay. Right. Uh, complete time that Taylor Swift will be on camera. The over is 28 and a half seconds. Okay, Taylor, over time on air, 28 and a half. Is that what you said? Yeah. 28 and a half seconds. Uh, okay, over. I will say I will say under. I will say under really? 20, 28 and a half seconds, okay? All right. Will Taylor and Travis be shown kissing on the field? Oh, wow. Uh, I don't think they're going to be on the field together. I think he's going to be doing interviews and stuff in the locker room, doing uh, champagne baths. So I would say no. Kiss on the field. I say I got to write all this down. Kiss on the field. I say no. Okay. We'll remember these. Yes. Well, first, the 49ers field was too soft. Now, someone pulled the yeah. fire alarm at their hotel at 6 in the morning. Oh, boy. Tight end George Kittle said he hid in his bathroom for 18 minutes. It was exactly what you're supposed to do in a hotel fire is go into the bathroom. In the bathroom. <laughs> that, that, yeah. that will save you. Run the water and keep the cloth yeah, right, your right, Take a shower. <laughs> that, that'll help you. Fire won't get to you in the shower. Yes, yes. Uh, you never hear about anybody being found in the shower taking a shower. You no, know, in a fire. I, no, you don't, no. We're only 15 days away from the Braves' first spring training game against Tampa Bay, February 24th. Wow. Can you believe Un- that? The first game days. is only two first weeks. In a d- Holy cow. Yeah. Today's tale of Mets dysfunction is former Mets GM Billy Epler suspended through the 2024 World Series today Ooh. by Commissioner Rob Manford. They say he directed the team, the Mets, to fabricate injuries to create open roster spots. And how did MLB find this out? A Mets employee sent an anonymous letter to league headquarters. Wow. Well, good. Good. Yeah. Unbelievable. Whistleblowers. Yeah. Two-time American League Cy Young winner Corey Kluber retiring after 13 seasons, mostly with Cleveland. Really? 37-year-old righty, a three-time All-Star, a heck of a pitcher. I remember trying talking about trying to get him last year. Yeah. Uh, Man, he he was a monster. Yeah. Yeah, he was good. He was good. If you're keeping score at home... There are only five glossy photos of new head coach Raheem Morris on the Atlanta Falcons.com front page today, oh, down, down from a season-high seven yesterday. So, let's say it. Well, uh, congrats to former Falcons Dwight Freeney and Devin Hester. Yeah. They made the Pro Football Hall of Fame, inducted up in Canton, Ohio, this August. The seven-member class of 24 will also include defensive end Julius Peppers, linebacker Patrick Willis of Ole Miss, wide receiver Andre Johnson also there, plus linebacker Randy Gratishar of the Broncos. He should have been in decades ago. Gratishar, part of the orange crush of Dan yeah, Reeves' teams and everything, days, please. Yeah. 
And Steve McMichael of the Bears should have been there a long time ago. So he's just now. He's out in there. Well. I'll be, Steve McMichael was the yeah. guy that uh, mm-hmm. in the uh, locker room I was doing interviews at the time when Walter Payton goosed me in the fanny and, and up at my Bears training camp. And I was in there and Steve McMichael w- uh, was approached by a woman operating a charity of some kind. And she said, Mr. McMichael, uh, he's wearing a towel. Okay. He's wearing, uh, in the end, he's just wearing a towel. And she says, uh, uh, we'd love to give you one of the, if, would you wear one of our pins if we give you this pin to uh, promote uh, the Heart Association where the cause was? And he said, sure, happy to. And he takes it out of her hand and sticks it in his chest. <laughs> sticks it in his bare chest. Yeah, yeah, how about that? She's going, ah! Yeah. <laughs> Steve like McMichael. Now. And by the way, I haven't heard the national boys saying that Devin Hester may be the greatest return guy of all time. Oh, he is. He is. Yeah. Even though, uh, as opposed is. to Neon Dion. Yep. Uh, no Atlanta Falcons were injured during the naming of NFL awards last night. <laughs> Ravens quarterback Lamar Jackson, the MVP. <laughs> but in a surprise, Browns quarterback Joe Flacco won comeback player of the year over the Bills' DeMar Hamlin. And DeMar's got to be thinking, I literally died on the field. What else do I have to come back from to win this damn award? I come back from death, my God, man. <laughs> Seriously. This guy takes Cleveland to the playoffs, and that's deemed more important than me dying and coming back from the grave? Well, we've all died, uh, you know. <laughs> the man formerly known as Prince, Harry, gave a oh. joke-filled speech at the awards last night, <laughs> yeah. just a day after returning from London after seeing his cancer-stricken poor father, King Charles. Yeah. Yeah. Harry did not even mention his dad. Oh, my. Not once. Oh, boy. Yeah. And host Keegan-Michael Key joked that Taylor Swift went to more playoff games this year than Bill Belichick. <laughs> So, more on him in a second. CBS Sports Draft experts have the Falcons choosing outside linebackers with their eighth pick in the draft. NFL.com and Sporting News have them picking a quarterback like Jaden Daniels or Bo Nix. ESPN says it'll be a defensive back, so obviously nobody has a clue. Falcons owner Arthur Blank could not be at Monday's news conference because of a health issue, so he met the media today, looking good, and says the head coaching job was never capital letters N-E-V-E-R, never offered to Bill Belichick, and he doesn't know where Boomer Siason got that stupid idea from anyway. Blank also said Belichick never demanded full control of the team, so we like to thank uh, Sister Station 680, the fan, for the info on that one there, but he says the Bill Belichick rumors were not true, so we'll see. Uh, Madrid, Spain will get a regular season NFL game in 2025. Halftime entertainment will be uh, running of the Bulls through the stands. Uh, former NFL movie star and knife that. enthusiast O.J. Simpson is battling prostate cancer and is undergoing chemo. He is 76 years old. Oh, I'll be damned. Well, uh, sorry to hear that there, O.J. <laughs> Welcome to the club, buddy. Yeah, well, that's going to yeah. affect his uh, womanizing. How far has UCLA football fallen, even though they're joining the Big Ten? Their head coach, Chip Kelly, has resigned to take the offensive coordinator job at Ohio State, a fellow Big Ten school now, which is embarrassing for Bruins football. Terry Donahue is uh, rolling in his grave. Chip Kelly had a winning record there, but just by one game. And they say maybe Minnesota's P.J. Fleck will take over there, and that's no great upgrade there, uh, as we can say. Former MLB and NFL star running back and Heisman winner Bo Jackson has won a civil lawsuit for $21 million because his nephew and niece were trying to extort him for $20 million, threatening to leak embarrassing info on social media and even show up at his charity events to disrupt them, his His, own family. Oh, my God. I wonder what the the inside badness was he was afraid of them going to label him. Libel them with it, slander. Yeah. 
The Oakland A's do not have a place to play after this season. They're going to be in limbo. They may go to Sacramento, where the average summertime temperature is somewhere just below the interior of a McDonald's hot apple pie. <laughs> That's right. So that's That'll desert country, man. North yeah, California. Oh, mercy. The Hawks visit Philadelphia tonight for dinner. May I suggest Alpen Rose on 13th, a cozy restaurant with a sophisticated ambiance specializing in classic <laughs> steak dishes, and it has a fireplace. Ah, so oh, it's got that going well, for him. Nice. And breaking news here, former yeah. Texans and Penn State head coach Bill O'Brien named a head coach at Boston College, and the NFL and Amazon Prime have signed a deal to give Prime a playoff game next season like Peacock had this year. I know you'll oh, be happy good. to hear that. I've got to get that watch app so I can see uh, the you screen do. about the size of my thumbnail and really enjoy it while I'm trying to do stuff at the same time. Wow, let me get that app. And, and finally, happy birthday, February 9th. Happy birthday to Dick Clapper. Dick Clapper. <laughs> no, 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 I said Dit. D-I-T, Clapper. Dick Clapper. Or, what'd you... What do you think I said? I thought you said something else entirely. <laughs> Ditt is his name. Born, born on this date, 1907, a Hall of Fame hockey player for the Boston Bruins. So happy birthday, Ditt Clapper. Well, I'm glad you said it, not me. 531. I got a bunch of sports history things coming up here, too, Pete Davis. And the more uh, Flounders funny. We got probably one more back there, I'll bet you, somewhere. Uh, and uh, uh, maybe a Hillary Rodham P. Sneaky Fire Cabbage Island. We go goofing around here right up till 6 o'clock. Kimmer, Pete, and Flounder, good to have you aboard. Let it rip Friday. Anything goes. Here we go. Here they are. The Ed Sullivan Show. Oh, yeah. Tell you something. I think you'll We mentioned the other day this was the date in history when they came into town and, uh, then a couple days ago. This was the day they were actually on the Ed Sullivan Show in 1964. They performed five songs, including their number one, I Want to Hold Your Hand. Never before had so many viewers tuned in to a live TV program. 73 million viewers, three-fourths of the entire adult audience in America. The show had 50,000 applications for a total of 728 seats in the studio. By the way, the Beatles earned $2,400. And Quincy Jones said, quote, they were the worst musicians in the world. They were no playing my blappers. Paul was the worst bass player I ever heard. And Ringo, don't even talk about it. That was Quincy Jones on the Beatles. Uh, Yowie. Uh, now, a couple of uh, sports things, Pete, left over from, uh, uh, to add to your uh, sports expertise. On this day in, in 1895, a man named W.G. Morgan invented volleyball. 1895. 1900. A new tennis trophy went to the winner of the American matches against England. Dwight F. Davis put up the 36-pound silver trophy that bears his name, the Dwight Cup. It's kind of a special... No relation. No, it's the Davis no Cup, of course. Uh, 1945, the first... I'm sorry, but I really... Screwed. 1895. I can't even... What the hell? I'm writing on my own things. 1895. Well, I write stuff, and then I take notes, and I kind of... Anyway. Uh, 1895, the first college basketball game. The... 1895, first cut. The Minnesota State School of Agriculture defeated the Porkers of Hamline College 9-3. to 
1895 first basketball game. 1960, the American and National Football Leagues reached a verbal agreement not to mess with player contracts. Uh, And uh, one more quick thing here. Oh, no, that's not it. Here we go. Uh, in uh, 1971, Satchel Paige became the first player from the Negro League to be nominated for the Baseball Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. And on this day, 1992, Magic Johnson came out of retirement to play in the NBA All-Star Game, his first competitive basketball game since retiring in November 1991. After finding out he had AIDS, he scored 25 points, had nine assists. The Western Conference beat the East 153 to 115, and Magic Johnson was the MVP. So there you are. About McCartney and Quincy Jones there, McCartney may have not been the most proficient bass player like a John Entwistle of The Who, mm-hmm. but the way he put bass lines into songs was the best ever. He was the best at doing that. By the way, I just sent you a great little story there about two Georgia policemen who have been poisoned by paperwork. Fentanyl? From fentanyl on paperwork? Check it out. Uh, Well, uh, let's open it up. We'll find out. We'll open it up right now. See what you got here. Come on, open up, you little rat. Here we go. Uh, Two Georgia cops hospitalized after poisoned by substance concealed in paperwork that left them struggling to breathe. The suspect had previously threatened to blow up a building. Uh, Smarna. Uh, little Gaston Stone taken into custody, been charged with two counts of aggravated assault against an officer, brought up in paperwork laced with a drug-like substance. Uh, the arrest warrant says uh, both Smyrna Police Department officers had extreme fatigue, chest pain, chest tightness, dizziness, difficulty breathing. Uh, he had recorded his visit on a tablet device, spoke about the governor, uh, let's see, I don't have much more information on that, but apparently he poisoned, well, allegedly poisoned two cops who were going through paperwork and then threatened Damn. to blow the place up. She's in Smyrna. Oh, man. Well, that doesn't sound too good. Uh, 539 with the Kimmer Pete and the Flounder. Uh, I don't even know where to go. Oh, you, I, did you hear about this Sonny Hostin business? I don't watch The View. We, everybody knows about it. I mean, it's just, it's, I, I suppose it's good they're there because it gives us uh, an identification of our enemy. These are, these are some of the, of the nastiest, most miserable, unhappy women I've ever known. And they all have these happy names. Sonny is a happy name. Joy is a happy name. Whoopi. And they're all miserable. Well, the, vo- the View host, Sonny Hostin says, I still believe in reparations for slavery, even though her family was a slaveholding family. (laughs) She went on the PBS show Finding Your Roots with uh, Henry Louis Gates Jr. revealing one of her ancestors, one of Sonny Hostin's ancestors on her mother's side, was in the slave trade in colonial Spain and owned at least one human being as a slave. And despite that, Sonny Hostin says, I still believe in reparations, so y'all can stop texting me and emailing me and saying I'm a white girl and I don't deserve reparations. She is like half Cuban or something. I've Puerto got Rican. The, I've got the audio. Oh, oh, oh great. Here we go, founder. Thanks. Here we go. <laughs> Sunny Hostin from The View. Her you know, I was really reluctant. I don't know how you felt when you did it, Whoopi, but I was really reluctant to do it because I just sensed that there could be something in my family history that would be um, disappointing. Um, Negative. Negative, yes. I thought I was going to have that kind of moment. And Skip had asked me to do it for a long time. And I finally decided to do it because I thought it'd be helpful for my children and my children's children to know what their real real history was, you know. But what I found out was that my mother's family, while 
um, they are Puerto Rican, they actually originate from Spain. And the reason that they moved to Puerto Rico is because the slave trade mm -hmm. had been sort of canceled in Spain and then Curacao and then they moved all of their slaves to Puerto Rico. Mm -hmm. And so the biz the family business I had been told that they were printers and journalists, but they were in fact enslavers. Mm -hmm. Um and my mother <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> sure, love the was deeply disappointing. Oh no, no. Oh oh golly. Oh. Yeah, oh, wow. Yeah, she says, I'm enriched knowing my family has come so far from being enslavers to my mother marrying my father in 1968. And Joy Behar said, you're not responsible for what they did. <laughs> okay, let's... Oh, let's, no, 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 uh, no. Yeah. That's not uh, how it works. Uh, I'm sorry, we're, ladies. We're the white people. Yeah. We're responsible, but they're not? Yeah, Please. Exactly, no. exactly. And, I mean, how many times has someone from a conservative family or political party or attitude been doxxed and harassed and prevented from working because of some ridiculous link to slavery? So she's now from a slaveholding family, therefore she should clearly be fired immediately and lose her home. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What a bunch of. It's, we're held responsible yeah. for our ancestors, but they're not held responsible for that. Yeah. Uh, please. Yeah, she's 7% indigenous Puerto Rican, and so her mother really identified as Puerto Rican, and so the, and now she has to argue the findings of proving she was white. So she's so scared that now she might be considered a white girl, <laughs> but she still yeah, wants the reparations. Grift continues. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, the grift has to continue. Oh yeah. my God! Oh, these people have no freaking shame. I mean, seriously. Uh, Five forty-three. Uh, a quick update. Pete found this a bizarre story at the wasteland of Chernobyl, and it was April twenty. 6th, 1986, the power plant factory in Ukraine caught fire and exploded, releasing cancer-causing radiation and debris into the air. That's back, of course, when Ukraine was Russian, making the worst nuclear accident in history. Routine maintenance check operators turned off the control systems to tech, uh, test an electrical system against safety regulations. It killed 30 immediately, another 50 reported shortly after, and 150,000 people had to be evacuated from the area around Chernobyl and the nearby town. Uh, it, it left a barren wasteland 50 years later, still too toxic for any human to survive. But guess what? They now, without the humans around, they have, and there's a level of 11 million of radiation, which is six times, 600% higher than it should be for a human. They have grizzly bears, bison, lynx, fox, uh, slinking through the trees, beavers, boar, elk, deer, raccoons, more than 200 species of birds. So they have now been uh, capturing wolves, taking blood samples and putting GPS collars on them and to find out what they do. And guess what? The results of the testing of the blood showed that despite this horrible daily radiation doses, the wolves are remarkably resilient. A number of their genes linked to cancer have f uh, new mutations suggesting they have evolved in 50 years to protect themselves against radiation. 
And now the scientists are hoping that this may pave the way to, I, I mean, I mean that's pretty weird, you know. <laughs> they got freaking lasers shooting out of their eyes. Yeah, I mean, and still nobody wants to, you can't go there, but all these all these animals, they have horses, hey. link, elks, wolves, dogs believed so, to be descendants of pets left behind, hey. mutated tree frogs have more green pigmentation, they were dark or black, rare horses uh, have doubled in population, uh, I mean, wild dogs and mutated uh, genes, I mean, holy these smokes the, cats the and dogs Japanese living together lead, was, yeah. what? Japanese lead scientist called Vlad Putin says do you want Godzilla because this is how you get Godzilla <laughs> oh man I love it uh, it's quarter of six already uh, we probably have another flounder's funny back there maybe to end the show with and uh, Pete's tweets perhaps and uh, and uh, a phone call uh, coming up next Letter Rip Friday with the Kimber Pete and Flounder here we go George Jones, country officials and uh, people in the country industry would say that George Jones uh, had basically had the perfect country music voice. They were they thought George Jones was was the man, was the singer. He had the voice for country. And on this day in 1959, Mercury Records released White Lightning by George Jones, became number one, uh, the number one, first number one of his career. In his 1997 autobiography, I Live to Tell It All, George Jones mentions the fact the recording process of White Lightning was extremely lengthy after he arrived for the recording uh, session under the influence of a great deal of alcohol. It took him approximately 80 takes to record the vocals. He was mm-hmm. uh, he was an addict and a drunk and Tammy Wynette the story I mean did you see that series they had on HBO or someplace uh, the George Jones story or whatever it was just heartbreaking. The the best one was a video of him going down the highway on his uh, riding lawnmower drunk. And <laughs> yeah, they had the cop following. Just uh, not a happy story. Good grief. Uh, our birthday list includes uh, Sierra Hines, seventy seven, uh, seventy one, the Irish character actor who played. Oh, no, I can't see the damn stupid fart with the thing. Uh, The Irish character who played Mance Raider, the king beyond the wall in Game of Thrones. And Sierra Hines also was Dumbledore's brother, Abadorth, on the uh, final Harry Potter movie, The Deathly Hallows. In case you knew that, I didn't know that. He was was best as Julius Caesar in Rome, the HBO series. Oh, really? I'll be darned. And uh, by the way, your friend Tom Hiddleston, the actor, is 43. Loki Loki in uh, MCU. What's MCU? Uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe. Oh, Cinematic Universe. Yeah, there you go. And on this day in history, and I got it right here on my phone because I had to look it up myself, especially to make sure I got the facts right, and here it is now. On this day in history, a huge notch in the Marine Corps history of the Army, too, was the Battle of Guadalcanal. And over seven months, 
the Guadalcanal campaign, Marines took something like 15,000 casualties. But the Battle of Guadalcanal was important because it marked the decisive Allied transition from defensive operations to strategic initiative in the Pacific. It was the first offensive operation, such as the Solomon Islands, New Guinea, Central Pacific, that resulted in Japan's surrender and the end of World War II. And this is where it started, the first official offensive victory and the Marine Corps in uh, Guadalcanal. 5.53, can repeat and flounder. How's it going? To the phones, to the phones. It's Rick the Painter. Hey, you're on the radio, man. How, uh, how's it hey, going? Actually, Happy Rick's going to call back. He just got hung up. Sorry. Oh, so. God, well, not to worry. Not a big problem. Oh, hey, glad I mentioned it. Oh, hey, look out. <laughs> I don't <geez>. care. Uh, <laughs> uh, let's see. Do you have any interest in the Putin uh, talking to uh, Tucker Carlson? I really don't. Uh, no. I mean, we knew he was crazy, but we needed to hear him being crazy. Yeah, I guess. But I, I bet the only news that came out of it, I guess, was if we're saying uh, if you want to stop military action, Putin said, then you need to stop supplying weapons and it'll be all over in a few weeks. We'll be able to discuss some terms. Yeah, immediate surrender when we stop giving them weapons. I mean, what do you? What the hell? That's <laughs> boy, big news. Putin says if you stop them from getting weapons, uh, it'll be all be over in a short time. Well, duh. <laughs> I mean, so we didn't. Who didn't know that? So, and now they're talking about a prisoner swap with this journalist from the uh, Wall Street Journal. I mean, what a bunch of crap. Anyway, Rick the Painter back on the radio. How's it going, man? Welcome back, sir. Hey, good afternoon, camera. Sorry, I. I... Just lost connection with you. Anyway, um, at church, after we get through singing the songs, we always say amen. And I heard a lady, the lady next to me, she was whispering. She whispered to her husband. She said, honey, why do they say amen after the songs instead of saying women?" He said, honey, you know it's because they're hymns and they're not hers. Oh, the hymns of the hymnal of the her. Oh, hey, hello. Rick the Painter, ladies and gentlemen. Right, That was free, by the way. You didn't have to pay a nickel for the. You could have paid 80 bucks a ticket to watch it my next door at the Rialto there or whatever. The Lowe's Theater, whatever the hell it is back there. The Roxy. The Roxy. I knew it was one of those. <laughs> so close. So close, yet so far away. Very, very close. <laughs> I got Rich on the line. I got Rich on the line. Rich on the radio. Happy Friday, man. How's it going? Hey, Kimber. Semper Fi. Just got a quick question for you. Yeah. Uh, and I think I think it's I think it's hilarious when you call Hillary Clinton what stinky fart cabbage or Hillary, whatever. Yeah, Hillary Rodham. I, I yeah. yeah. <laughs> why you call her that well i'll tell you why john podesta in a secret document and emails and so forth that were revealed back in the day many years ago revealed that if you want to talk to hillary you better get to her before four o'clock in the afternoon because after that she's drunk and the problem is that she always smells like she's peter pants and she smells like cabbage all the time uh and she's i mean she, she's drunk drunk and loaded and stinks i, I swear to, he said that john podesta admitted that talking with his staff people and so i call her hillary Rodham peace stinky fart cabbage because he said she's smells like cabbage and then she's always drunk in the afternoon and you know like cutting the cheese and stuff so that's why he did it not me <laughs> so it's it's pee stinky fart cabbage yeah yeah pee yes yeah, in urinal yeah <laughs> <laughs> well it's not my fault john Podesta, of course john podesta is the same guy who admitted that his password for the, john podesta the the key aide to hillary brown and peace stinky fart cabbage one of the most important powerful people in the entire democrat party or for that matter in america back when she was running for president the password for his computer system was the word password <laughs> 
<laughs> I mean, so <laughs> it might as well have been one, two, three, four, five, six. You know, I mean, it's just unbelievable. Anyway, uh, Pete just saw this too. It just popped up on my uh, laptop, and also Pete's. Whoops, Daisy. Uh, the lead story right now just popped up. CNN is even saying, "Holy cow, Biden blew my mind." Contradicting facts in that special counsel report last night. The CNN legal analyst says he contradicted the special counsel's report uh, during he took questions from reporters, uh, including the military and uh, foreign policy in Afghanistan and stuff like that. And this uh, CNN reporter says uh, the report found the evidence suggests Mr. Biden did not willfully retain these documents, investigated and uncovered evidence that he did willfully retain the documents. And and this uh, person says, I can't, that's what blew my mind about Joe's statement. Two major things he just outright contradicts or is contradicted by, however you look at this, this report. Two things he said are completely the opposite of what's in the report. Who you believe, I guess, is up to the individual. But, I mean, and he says, he, I did not act willfully. Yes, he did. He deliberately did it. He was doing interviews with a, with a reporter that was revealing secret classified information, and the reporter tape recorded it. And then when he found out there was going to be an investigation, he erased it, erasing the evidence. And the feds did not go after him as the ghostwriter for Joe Biden, but they did arrest four people in connection with Donald Trump's so-called ghost-ridden document stuff, and they arrested him. And those are four of the people in the Fulton County thing about the documents case. It's unfreaking believable. Unfreaking believable. Even CNN can't believe it. I'll tell you, when I saw those reporters screaming trying to get their question answered last night, I saw, man, this is a good sign. <laughs> I said it. I said beginning of the week, this could be the week it starts to turn. Yeah. And again, it's, it's going on today with the CNN legal analyst saying, I can't believe that blew my mind. Joe Biden blew my mind. And there's got to be some over the weekend. There's got to be some kind of a thing happening. You know they're going to all get together and say, what do we do now? Can we keep pulling this off? Because they're not going to get away with it. For I mean, they can't keep getting away with it forever. You can only go along and say, well, he just misspoke. That doesn't work real long. <laughs> the, the Daily Mail says that the dim uh, politicians in the House and the Senate are panicking. They have to be because they can't have Carmella. Again, I, I thought they were going to throw them down the stairs and then have an open primary this summer, have an open, say, well, let's get all together and come up with a good solution because they're not going to suddenly announce our pick for president of the United States at the top of the ticket is Carmela Sidepiece, the uh, the most famous sidepiece, shiftless, lazy vice president we've ever had. My come friend. on, man. All right, you guys. Have a great weekend. <laughs> Pete Flounder. Soul of the Kibber, hoorah, Super Fire, I gotta go, you're killing me. Look out, here have a great go Super Bowl in Kansas City. Look out, and Taylor, love you, baby. <laughs> Camp Margaritaville RV Resort, where you can just breathe in and breathe out. <sighs> or move. There's biking, boating, arcade games, hiking, nearby golfing. Or fly through the new Fins Up Water Park. Thrills, chills, twists, and turns. This could be you. Camp Margaritaville at Lanier Islands. An easy one-hour drive from Atlanta. Book your stay today at CampMargaritavilleLanierIslands.com. This morning in North Carolina, wheels are spinning. Determination is winning. A passion is now a thriving business. And it shows no signs of slowing down. How? The power of a conversation. 
like the one Clint Spiegel had with First Horizon Bank about starting a bike wheel manufacturing facility in Asheville. Now it's not just talk, it's rubber meets road. First Horizon Bank, let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Clint. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com.